0: A dry martini. Oui, monsieur? Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of quinoa lily, shake it over rice and then add a thin
1: slice of lemon peel. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just...
0: Have you recent... just
1: been... Just, just doing... Just being, being normal, feeling normal feelings That's what I've been doing. It's have Just... I've just been having proportional reactions to things. That's what I've been doing mostly lately. Yeah, just... Responding... So,
0: has something happened... normal. What? Has something happened recently to... Oh. To cause... Like, oh. An exponentially large reaction I, to something. Oh, I... I, I, I
1: I don't know I wouldn't Hard, hard to I would, Yes Yeah Yeah it has I found out On
0: Friday I found it Okay Sort of uh, I read a thing at 2am last night And I wrote a text I'm like nah he's gonna be sleeping So I'll send it in the morning And I deleted it And just sent
1: <laughs> Yeah And I thought So we need to We should probably record As soon as possible <laughs> And I thought the dream would be if I could tell you on the podcast.
2: Oh, I could just pretend to, not to know.
1: Just to generate, you know, the raw frenetic energy that people come to us for. Definitely. But I realized there was no way I could make that happen. Because <laughs> I couldn't tell you, don't what, don't look at the internet? Because <laughs> as soon as I say that, you'd know what I was getting you to not look yeah, at. Yeah, I would assume. So I just had to, like, Go on blackout and just see if you Actually, because you're not very online.
0: It's possible I would have just assumed he's got COVID.
1: Yep, that could have happened. Because that would have. So I thought I'd wait to see if you might bounce around the world until today without.
0: Almost it was. I was awake last night, very late, scrolling through, and I came across it.
1: Doing some uncharacteristic late night scrolling, mm-hmm. not normal for Isaac. Mm-hmm. We'll say that. Oh really? Hey, huh? are you partial to a late night scroll? I'm partial to a late night stay
0: up typing things, and then okay. look at memes for a while. But okay. one of the memes was about it, and I'm like, wait. So then I went and I, I investigated.
1: So we should say for anyone listening who doesn't know, maybe listening in the future, and chose this episode because they were interested in the movie we were going to talk about. <laughs> What you have to understand is back now when we're doing this. Back now? This is in... <laughs> back back in the present, back of right, in, right now. winding back to today. <laughs> we have found out in the last few days that no time to die. Daniel Craig's fifth and final outing as the one and only Jimmy Bobo.
0: <laughs> this is technically Bond news.
1: It is Bond news. The whole thing is Bond news. Oh, okay. So, okay. Before we get started, Bond news. <laughs> bond news. Welcome back to Bond news. No, bond, bond news. Bond news. Bond news. Welcome back to Bond news. Bond. Bond news. The Bond news is there's no Bond.
0: <laughs> well,
1: the,
0: the bond, bond news, news is, is the satisfaction the, of Bond is
1: just being greatly delayed. The thing our generation likes the least. Which is delayed gratification. It's happening again. Is being forced upon <laughs> us once more. <laughs> and No Time to Die has been delayed to April 2nd. I think that's a troll that it's so close to April 1st. <laughs> I don't think. It's 2021. <sighs> about which we obviously have many feelings. That we, and there's other Bond news. But none of it matters now <laughs> none of it means anything so just whatever you know the point of we've we've been fools Isaac have we we've been damn fools <laughs> we started this podcast partly because obviously we're massive quake easter doors but also it was in the depths of the beginning of COVID-19 mm-hmm. and the point was to take our minds off. And see a COVID-19. light at the end of the tunnel. But there in, was a light. In the course of doing that, we inadvertently bound ourselves to an aspect of society currently most influenced by COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, What were we thinking? Well,
0: I think the gleam of hope that has been the undercurrent of a lot of the reason we do this.
1: Yeah. Has been quite comforting. Has been ha- having no time to die to work towards. Mm. Did, did we... that, that is a comfortable thing to know. Looking back, did we think that November was so long away that things would probably be fine by then? In July, we thought that. Because that's embarrassing to think <laughs> now... But I I feel like I haven't thought that for a long, a long time. I think at first, I think at the beginning, we thought November, so long away, everything's going to be fine. And then I kind of realized that definitely wasn't the case. And then I went through a period of Googling daily, no time to die release date, and following updates and comments and different things. And I went through the period of thinking this might get delayed, and had come out the other end of... Well, we're too close now. I recall our last episode
0: yeah. has mention of, look, they're just gambling on this. It's going to be a thing now.
1: Yeah. Because. Because we speculated. Well, what's so confusing about this is all the, they apparently, I'm not sure how this is calculated. People, it's calculated they lost $50 million in how much they advertised it for its April 2020 release. So when it got delayed from then They lost how many? Like fifty million dollars. F- now a huge amount of momentum's built behind it again. The No Time to Die podcast started six mm. episodes, six weeks before the November release. The first episode came out. We all <laughs> listened to it. Lovely interview with Daniel Craig and everybody else on it. And now they're putting out a statement saying we will not be releasing the rest of these episodes until April, Ma- March, March next, next year. year. <laughs> so they they started that and had to stop it. All multiple different uh, products and things have been released over the last couple of weeks, mm. which would be in line with the the release, release of the movie. Well,
0: now they can just go back to the other advertising. It just says April. Just re- yeah, you true. just have to remove four digits, just the 2020. You just,
1: April. Yeah, all the posts. We don't need to know which April. Th- that'll be the lesson for movies in the future. Never put the year on the <laughs> Yeah, Just put <laughs> the month and then, you know, you just keep we'll doing out the rest. 12 months delays.
0: Or send a poster, but with 12 stickers. And each one has a different month on it that you can mm. just put on the poster and just keep changing yeah. when, when you need to.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, just, or like release date, Google it coming soon <laughs> yeah still, everything's coming soon i listen to there's a, a james bond and friends podcast which uh, everyone put out emergency podcasts when this got released all the james <laughs> bond podcasts the one has got announced rather and they were kind of making the point that a lot of the Stuff we've seen over the last couple of weeks, like with Omega Watch and I think Nokia phones have a big ad with Lashana Lynch in them. Mm-hmm. UHL have a big like car chase ad going mm-hmm. on. And they've all come out, but they're all third party. None of them are the movie studio. Yeah. So this is all looks like advertising for the movie, but it hasn't cost the movie studio anything. And all these products would have had sort of ship by dates as in like we can't sit on these things forever we need to launch these campaigns Mm -hmm. they those companies wouldn't be willing to delay to april next year Mm -hmm. so the studios kind of just let everybody roll forward and waited till the final second to yank the the (laughs) rug out from under everybody's (laughs) feet and but the table still stands
0: There is a movie still on that table now. The tablecloth has there been is taken out of There is a movie
1: that had an original release date of February 2019. <laughs> Think about that. That was the first release date given to this film. Was and it f- finished filming by then? Uh, when yeah. When did they wrap? It was, it, it was ready to go. Yeah, it was ready to go by then. Jesus. And they haven't been doing anything on it. I should hope not. Kari Joji Fukunaga has said, no, I'm not making any changes to it. It's just sitting in the can this whole time. (laughs) The thing that makes me most upset about this is how upset I know Daniel Craig will be about it. Um, Whilst I'm sure he understands the decision.
0: He cares about our safety and our health. More than most people, I assume. Yeah. Especially yeah. the two of us. He cares about our health and safety.
1: Yeah, more than like most of the people in our personal lives, probably. Exactly. I think he's got a greater investment because he recognizes the value of the work we've done. I think so, yeah. And the and the genuine and the authenticity of our devotion and connection to him. <laughs> I mean, that much is unquestionable. So whilst I'm sure he understands the decision, you know he's just wanted to be free of this for years. <laughs> He didn't want to do this film at all. Maybe,
0: like, the, the delay will just be like, I guess I just have to do another.
1: Well, I think he, he must <laughs> just be thinking, what did I do to deserve this? Why? <laughs> this, is, this is, from a personal Daniel Craig perspective, worst-case scenario to be locked in an interminable, ever-prolonging purgatory of Bond where... Your bond tenure is never over, but you don't even get to make any films or do anything. It's just <laughs> no, it never comes out. It, you're, the, no time to die just becomes like Godo, and we just sit around till the end of time, waiting, for, waiting. Yeah, and obviously you know we're upset about this. Yeah, but I can understand the decision as well. Uh, yeah, I have Especially from a United decision. States perspective, whatever. I'm just so annoyed. Twenty twenty couldn't let me enjoy Donald Trump having coronavirus for 24 hours without hitting me with this. (laughs) Donald Trump got coronavirus and I couldn't enjoy myself for a day. Before now, my Twitter is just a combination of people making fun of Donald Trump and people moaning about the James Bond delay. (laughs) And it was like, Friday was a hectic day on the timelines. Yeah. Many tweets were had. Many, many tweets were had. And you know what, Isaac, if if we are at all surprised by this delay, we are the only ones. <laughs> Everyone else is like, yes, of course, as if it was ever not going to get delayed. But I you know, I, part sure of me we, had
0: that hope. Tenet got released.
1: I think I was I was just trying to I was just trying to manifest it, you know. I was just I was you know, in the way like like Pod Save of America can never say anything bad about Joe Biden. I was just like I need I can't I didn't want to let the possibility that this wasn't going to happen into my head. I wanted to try and make it happen. So, Needless to say, it's not happening. Needless to say. So we're we're being kind to ourselves today. We've got all our our talismans. We've got all our James Bond and Daniel Craig books. We're drinking from our James Bond mugs. We've got some scotch in in the Daniel Craig mug. We've got the Exceptional Thieves Present Craigslist engraved wooden... Um, plaque. Plaque. Uh, yeah, plaque. Yeah. Uh, that Isaac very uh, lovingly created, which you can see on our Instagram. And Dude, that is some nice varnish. <sighs> it's yeah. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but it's pro- man, professional grade.
0: That is that is a that is a good coat of varnish.
1: Isaac is now uh, lovingly caressing the the plaque that he made.
0: Oh, feels like timber.
1: Okay. Well, if you could express yourself with less less breath. <laughs> That would, that would probably... That's the, that's the that noise that timber makes.
2: <sighs>
0: <laughs> okay, Ron Swanson, take it easy. I was doing timber work at home today for the fence? last two hours. No, not building a fence. I installed an air conditioner and built a, built oh. a frame for it.
1: Oh, I was going to say, not a lot of wooden air conditioners getting around. Nice. Well, I have to build a
0: frame so it doesn't affect the house I live in because I am renting. So the air conditioner has to be just a little bit separate from the actual wall that it goes onto. It's in a window.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you're enclosing the window with your wooden Yeah, I built frame. a frame to
0: hold the aircon up.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well done. Thanks, man. Well done. Thanks, man. Anything to take our mind off it? The only explanation I can come up with for what's happened over the last few weeks with no time to die. Okay. With,
0: okay. Is. for this exact, but if, everything else aside.
1: I'm leaving everything else with aside. With what's happened with. For, for No Time to Die. Yeah, well, that's our focus. Okay. Is, in my head, there are competing factions within the studio. There doesn't seem to have been central coordination. The fact that all of this advertising went ahead. Things like the podcast came out. They dropped new trailers. They other Also, other Bond news. So, the music video for the song came out. The track, the... Soundtrack is now available. It includes the the track listing for the soundtrack is out. I haven't looked at it. People say there's maybe a spoiler on the names of the tracks on the track list. <laughs> Why would you... Even if you're just waiting and seeing, this seemed, this was a huge amount of stuff to put out there Well, that you now can't do in the lead up to the actual theatrical release. Obviously,
0: until... Whatever a couple of days before they the announcement was made, everyone was on the go. Maybe Eon mm. Productions are, yeah, we're full steam ahead, we're doing this, we're doing this. And then somebody at a higher up's like, no, we're gonna lose money if we do that. And that person is just switch the flip. Yeah, and like,
1: well, I think, I, I think that must be the case. I would like that to be the case, and that maybe Eon are the ones who were pushing full steam ahead, mm. you know. They, you know, well, you
0: would think so. Well, it would technically be statements. their baby just financed by mm. a bigger conglomerate. Yeah. So these guys are like, yep, yeah, we've done this, we're ready, We got. it's, it's a go, we're doing yeah. it. We got the We got the go-ahead however yeah. many weeks ago.
1: And I think whilst, again, we can understand the decision and the emotions of James Bond or, more importantly, Daniel Craig fans are not more important than considerations of public health. Craig Easterdaws. But... The, manner in which this has been done does seem to betray a kind of lack of concern for that you know because you've spent weeks getting people some some people who let's be honest much more attached to this stuff than we are (laughs) really excited and hyped up (laughs) who and if you've been knowing the whole time that this this either probably or likely won't go ahead I don't know. There's something kind of heartless in it. That's a that's a dick move by somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a sort of corporate dick move, which I don't think I've ever been on the receiving end of before. I would assume because I don't normally get this invested in most shit.
0: of the stuff that's happened thus far. So third party advertising and release of maybe a Just, couple of trailers. Yeah, all of that revenue, most of that revenue would go to the overarching conglomerate or whoever owns MGM. Like the third-party stuff would all come through them, and not the production company who makes the film. So the production company could have been told by all of this that you go ahead. We've you've, we've been giving you a release date. We're mm. getting everything ready, and these people are just like pumping that out, and they still get their income from the advertising. Yeah, and then they're like, "Yeah, you can't put your film out; it'll lose money." So we'll just put that back. So like, yeah, logically, you would expect it to be some bloody courtroom somewhere,
1: some boardroom. And they're like, yep. Mm. Yeah, so maybe the studio, it doesn't make any money depending on how much money the advertisers make out of their product. It's gotten its fee for licensing the exactly. one name to their And now they've allowed to got that. And to as get that soon fee. as the ads are out, they kill the film, yeah, which that... is going to kill that advertising campaigns. So you look like a fucking idiot putting out ads for your company in the next few weeks for a Bond movie that everyone knows isn't coming out anytime soon. No time to... there's nothing there. Um <laughs> Yeah, so you know we've we've been played for suckers, Isaac.
0: I was ready for a Bond Christmas. Yeah, a very a very no, Bond it Christmas. It would still be in cinemas. James Bond go was going to save times. Christmas.
1: <gasps> now he's saving what Easter? Oh, Ugh. if if Easter's even in peril, who cares? Yeah, just let it go. No one. Imagine a movie where someone <laughs> saves oh
0: Easter. God. Well, that's oh. kind of the premise for Legend of the Guardians. The Owls of Gahul. No, the other one. Oh, I don't the, know that one. Um, I only it's know It's like Santa Claus films. and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and stuff who are guardians of children. And oh, Hugh Jackman right. voices the Tooth, the Easter Bunny. And the, the premise of the film is that Easter is the one holiday that is fucked over by the boogeyman or whatever it is. And all of them work together to save Easter.
1: I would love to see that because I would love to see them dance around what Easter actually is.
0: Eggs and chocolate.
1: Well, no, the brutal execution and resurrection of a Palestinian.
0: But for the Guardians, it's yeah, eggs and chocolate. I know, and I want to see how
1: they <laughs> manage to never say that. Why do we do? They eggs don't say and, Easter. They just, just say I'm the Easter a- Bunny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's the history of Easter? Don't worry about it. Just bunnies. I'm, I'm a rabbit, yo. I'm, I'm an Australian rabbit. I'm an Australian rabbit. <laughs> and don't think about it.
0: Because rabbits are definitely native to Australia. They weren't introduced.
1: No. Is it an Australian film? No, but oh. Hugh Jackman
0: does not make an accent an to Australian be the Easter bunny. He's an Australian Easter bunny. <laughs> oh,
1: that's a very strange choice, considering how much bunnies have decimated the Australian native in the, law, flora
0: in, the in the lore of their film, the Easter bunny lives on Easter Island. And the closest accent the the market would know is the Australian accent geographically to Easter Island.
1: But people live on Easter Island. <laughs> I know right? Pacific Islander people live there. Yeah, they do. In that case, at least get the rock to do it, because in, in Hollywood terms, he well, codes for be all like Pacific islands. Peruvian
0: or something, because it's closer to um, South
1: America than anywhere else. I guess this movie sounds like a shit show. Yeah, it's not great. But do you think No Time to Die is going to come out on April second? Look, if it doesn't, I'll be sad. Like
0: like more sad than now because like another 6 months is added to the excitement of it.
1: I can't really imagine things being that different between now and then.
0: Uh it's, well, if if it's if it is just about the US market, yeah, no. That's mm. not going to be better here probably. Here it will be a lot more lax by that point.
1: Yeah, we, well, we'll be fine. We're fine now. Exactly. You could do it here the now. The rest of our We're country will point. also be fine, though. It's the United, it's the US and the UK. But, you know, James Bond has a big Look, if international we all just, audience. if we all just promise not to tell. They could have done a limited theatrical release in November, maybe not in the United States, lines you up perfectly for a Christmas VOD release. Hmm. That would have worked great for them. Would have
0: do the Mulan thing. It'll be the only movie <laughs> Make them pay around. to watch one movie on their Netflix accounts. Yeah, yeah. and be uh, premiere like... access for your Netflix, y'all. Yo. Nothing else is available.
1: You pay thirty bucks for premiere access to watch one movie. That sucks. Well, I mean, thirty bucks for a movie is a lot. But then you think about it with Mulan. That's primarily people like well, rather than spending buying tickets for me and my two children. And snacks for everyone. Yeah. Like I get to just pay for this once, and we get to watch, watch it in our homes. Yeah, what an occasion! You know, worst case scenario is that other people have thrown around mm-hmm. 2022. It's the 60 year anniversary,
0: so it gets to April still. Shit. Yeah, we're just going to put it back, y'all. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there could definitely be a logic to that of like, well, if we make it 2022, oh, no doubt it's the 60 year anniversary movie.
0: If it had come out properly, Feb last year. 2022 have would have been Hardy your new and Bond yep. and that would be your 60th anniversary. Bam.
1: We got a new Bond ready. Maybe they do. Maybe it's ready. They could. Well, that was my that was my theory of why they were going ahead with the November release in order to crack on with the next one. Yeah. Or do they just get the other... But you can't even... Never mind. You can't even film the next one. But
0: we'll see, if they whatever. release in April, by then, if they've no. released it, they'll be able to film the next one. And finish it in a couple of months and edit it and release it in 2022. December
1: 2022. True, but they need coronavirus to be under control enough to be able to film. Exactly.
0: Well, Batman's got coronavirus now. Batman... But they're still filming the rest of that film. <laughs> yeah, but well, they're just
1: doing the bits where they don't have to have Robert Pattinson on the screen. <laughs>
0: Which I'm assuming is not much. I'm uh-huh. hoping is not much.
1: The other thing I'm annoyed that this is... That I'm presuming this will delay now because they had announced the Being James Bond documentary. The documentary about... Daniel Craig's time as James Bond. Yeah. Uh, he was doing this, they were doing public events for this back in February, March in the lead up to the <laughs> April release. And that had been announced for release on November 19th, which to me indicates they must have spoilers in it that they were going to bring it out after the movies come out. It must yeah. talk about the end of his Bond story and stuff. So it's going to be. I'm sure delayed as that well. will get delayed as well if they were wanting to bring it out after this theatrical release. Being Interesting tidbit. Directed by Bailey Walsh, the director of Flashbacks of a Fool. Oh, God. Daniel Craig continuing his collaboration with uh, the Walsh Mabry milieu. My hopes
0: for being James Bond is that it's also narrated by James Bond. In like third the One person. Life documentary. Yeah. In third person. Daniel. Here we see. Daniel. <laughs> me.
1: Here we see me. <laughs> Here I. There, there I am, this, working yeah, out for just, hey, There I am in the background. That's me. <laughs> look, Look at me go. Wow. I'm um, really going for it there, aren't I? Oh, this is the naked scene. This is We've, the naked scene. We filmed this one scene. first, just
0: to <laughs> make
1: sure we're all comfortable with each other. Just so that I would never be nervous about anything again. <laughs> um, so now we have gone. I mean, it's a bad. it's a bad sign for cinemas as well. This this got announced on Friday. It's now Monday. World James Bond Day. So happy James Bond Day. Uh, The perfect day to talk about the girl with the dragon tattoo. (laughs) Not Skyfall, (laughs) which is next. That would have been good to tee up, wouldn't it? Um, Today's Monday. Yesterday, Cineworld, which is a massive cinema chain, which has hundreds of locations in the UK and the United States, Uh has announced its closing. Like actually closing? It's not like going into liquidation or anything, but all its cinemas are like closing for the foreseeable future. I As in no matter what anyone wants to put out, no matter who wants to go see Antebellum, Sam, you can't, With it. so that's like thousands of jobs. And so lots of people are linking this to the James Bond announcement as that's the one sort of tentpole they would have had. And Jesus. so who knows how much that fed into that decision, which is really interesting so, so you're saying one fat cat on the board of
0: directors that whoever owns mgm has just gone yep no and now trickle down all yeah. of these consequences be happening yeah.
2: because
1: we don't get to see daniel in a suit i think from that executive's perspective i think it would have just eventually seemed like this is going to be us taking a hit for everyone else this is going to, we, our movie isn't going to make as much money as it might make if we drop it in the future, and we're doing this in order to be nice to these advertisers we don't give a shit about, to help cinemas that aren't our business, and to appease the desires of a bunch of low-life fans who will be there regardless, no matter when we bring this movie out. Will so,
0: they, will they all this taint the, our
1: opinion of them and never, no, that's not, that's not no, going to happen. No, no. We're the only people who didn't see this coming, so... <laughs> so I'm sad man yeah but you know why this why this happened I think is we the lesson here is we got attached to oh, the
0: sand mandala so you you say we should never get attached to things.
1: well I once described the project of this show as like the sand mandalas that Tibetan Buddhists make where you spend hours and hours and hours and huge amounts of time and effort on something which is fundamentally pointless and ephemeral, not in order to try and reduce its pointlessness or ephemerality, but in order to sort of emphasize it and from there extrapolate to the ephemerality of and and, and illusory nature of all of existence and then to become sort of reconciled to that fact. That's what this podcast is, Isaac. And... (coughs) But in the in the course of doing this, in the we've we've gotten caught up. We got caught up in the in the momentum and the and the the, the heady whirlwind that is Craigslist, and we developed a form of attachment to the schedule, to the timeline, to the end, to the to end. To the goal. fact
0: of when we started, we were not as prepared as we could have been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is the universe saying no. Remember there is no goal here. <laughs>
2: it's just the you will never There's no point.
1: There is no point to this. <laughs> and so maybe we can draw something from that.
0: What I think we can draw from it is that it now gives us a little a chance to sort of settle in a little bit.
1: It lets us calm down a lot in it terms does. of the schedule because we have gone so so just to zoom out we have now gone from having 6 weeks in which to finish this podcast so technically having, twenty six weeks. So, that's an extra twenty for any people who aren't great at maths yeah. out there. So, so that's, Daniel that's wants to release a couple of extra. other films,
0: like, like on a streaming service right now that we didn't know about.
1: Well, that's the th- yeah. He's not because DC? we don't hit that out. Well, w- w- if we didn't know about, I not I don't think he's even. If, I feel like if he was filming something, I'd know about it. You reckon? Yeah.
0: What if it's like home home movies? Not like that kind of home movie, but like yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't, like, I
1: don't think Daniel's going to bring anything. Bring out anything like that. Damn it! So, what do you what do you think we should do
0: in terms of this? Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to finish and then have a massive gap. Really? Because then we'd we'll, we'll be finished and then have to come back.
1: Here's my feeling. What we can do is we can we can scale back from our twice or two episodes, two to three <laughs> episodes a week schedule we're doing at the moment. Continue with a movie a week a paper on a movie meeting. yeah so oh, welcome back to the this is the welcome return of on mic production meeting a classic segment from the earlier episodes <laughs> see we didn't have to do this lately cuz we'd really settled into a rhythm but now we're back in the production room we've got post-its we've on got clipboards we've got time to be in a production room we've got red string
0: there are too many photos of daniel craig in this room yeah
1: and like and like post-its with just question marks written on them posted on things you know <laughs> things like that I think we could. I think we could wrap this up this year. Still, yeah. I would like to have us be ready for no time to die. As and we have watched everything, and I've got some extra things for us to watch. Before before the end of the year, okay. We we get to do we do a Christmas special of some kind. Fingers still crossed for a Christmas Prince Fall, but if not, maybe something else. And then it's just <laughs> a new year. And we can decide what we want to do. Do we do Wise Guys, where we watch the entire Rachel Wise filmography? I've seen mm. how much you're warming to that as time goes by. No, you have not. Actually. Yeah,
0: you're very. I love me some Rachel Wise. Not as much as Daniel Craig loves Rachel Wise, but I love me some Rachel Wise. It's a different kind of love. It is, but still valid. Still valid, but do we choose uh, another? We will not talk about Rachel Wise.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Down. I'm going to remind you. You said that when you when we end up doing it because there's so many. It's such a <laughs> such a good idea and we could be called wise guys um, and we'll do and we'll do something else if we if we want we'll have a break i reckon i think a break is good let's have a little break because yeah. we've earned it and then we will come back in april or maybe come back just before april to do
0: our pre pre-show i'd say i'd say two weeks out yeah pre-show it check on our ratings because our feelings on certain things may have Yes, well, eased, we said
1: we'd... read a little bit. Yeah, see, we take that break. That gives us four months to rewatch some things, go back to Hotel yeah, Splendid. To hopefully
0: never rewatch a lot of them
1: because we know them. Go back to I Dreamed of Africa and just, just you know, really, like, get a sense of some of the some of the lower-tier things, but to make sure that we're rock-solid on all our rankings.
0: See, if I watch Kidding King Arthur's Court again, well, I'm going to put that higher on this list.
1: See, that's interesting. Maybe... Well, let's do the repeat. So from January, (laughs) we start again. (laughs) No. That's the only way our ranking can be truly valid. If we do it twice. If we do it twice. The thing only counts if you've done it twice. That's what Churchill said.
0: I don't think he did.
1: He said a lot of stuff. You don't know he didn't say that.
0: Probably. Who would he have said it to, you reckon?
1: Um, Stalin. Or who was the president? Wilson? Is that Woodrow Wilson? I feel like it might have been. At the time of Churchill. During Churchill times, during World War II. Let's say it was. And not check. It, if anyone knows, don't tell us. It
0: was one of the Roosevelt's and then into. Yes, it was a Roosevelt. Yeah, and then into What's-His-Face.
1: One of the Roosevelt's. Yeah, yeah, that's who he said that to.
0: Also, upon Googling A Christmas Prince for, there are no posts after December 2019.
1: I know. I know. It's not looking good. It's really not like, looking good. that's
0: a well-kept secret. <laughs> Say what you will about Netflix. That'd be amazing. But they keep the non-existent Christmas Prince 4 movie so secret. They do drop surprise films
1: from time to time.
0: They do, and have done quite uh, quite a few times.
1: Who would you like to be a guest star, like a new uh, a new performer for Christmas Prince 4?
0: It has to be someone we've never seen in a different film before, because that's how these movies work. What? Like, like they don't have, like... Known actors, in yeah, the I know. That's but, how. That's how it's so real. But, is because you could think that these are actual people. That is,
1: yeah. But what if the, you know, the, um, but now the franchise has grown in terms of its cultural reach and 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 uh, and uh, importance. Podcasts about it. So now, who who would who would come in? Because now it's fun. I'm thinking Patrick Stewart would okay. fit in well in that world, or. Wait, the
0: prince is technically the king now, is he not? Yes. So it's a Christmas king.
1: The Christmas prince has been the Christmas king since the f- yeah end of the first film.
0: What if Patrick Stewart comes back, and their father's not actually dead?
2: What if yes? That would be there? good.
0: What if Patrick Stewart is Santa? John Goodman as Santa. Yes, Claus. just
1: bring Santa Claus. <laughs> Bring or in Hugh Jackman as used the Bunny. Whatever fictional country
0: they're in, their version of Santa Claus. Yeah, they're yeah they're a creepy Christmas Prince Four. It's a Clanta horror of They have a Krampus. Yes, yeah. This starts terrorizing. And they've got to fight Krampus.
1: Yeah, and it's all found footage, so it's like Paranormal Activity, but also Just, a Christmas Prince.
0: Yeah, but we'll do it like um like Cloverfield and then Ten Cloverfield Lane. It's a completely different type of film, mm. but
1: it's the same universe. Yes. So and, a
0: Christmas Prince Four, but it's none of the same, none of the characters. It's just taking ah. part in the Christmas Prince universe. Yes, so yeah.
1: you're in the you're in the capital of Moldova when <laughs> a giant Christmas monster attacks, or if or there's a little like Clampus doll that terrorizes just the castle, and it's played by Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Why? He looks like a creepy doll.
0: He does look like a creepy doll.
1: This, Although like, most this, humans, it's if come they to were life and, shaped.
0: If like, most humans were made into dolls, they'd look pretty creepy.
1: Yeah, but you don't need to make him into a doll.
0: You I mean you just have just Timothy Chalamet. He
1: already looks like a creepy doll. They
0: don't make up, just say, yeah, that's a creepy looking doll. Yeah, and doll. just get him
1: to do some sort of doll choreography.
0: <laughs> just tie strings around his wrists and that'll be fine.
1: Yeah. No, he'd. you'd know he's coming because the handle thing drags behind him uh, along the ground. <laughs> and, it's all, and all the strings are all tangled. Yeah. And but that's been what's torturing him over the years. And at the end, the chick untangles the wires and he becomes good again. And he saves Christmas.
0: I think the Christmas Prince movies need to now save Christmas for not just their country and the country next door. Because that's what they've done thus far is just save things for the local area. I think it needs to reach globally. That's the next. So, Christmas Prince 4 is a global reaching one. Christmas Prince 5,
1: that's the sci-fi one. Intergalactic. Yeah, Yeah, or multidimensional.
0: A multidimensional attack. So, the invasion, which would usually come from space, Mm -hmm. has come from the space between spaces.
1: Yes. Yeah. And there's some sort of... There's some there's like an ancient castle in the mountains of Moldova oh and it's that one that's, that's like a built
0: to a mirror a mirror dimension yes. of Moldova but spelled backwards
1: and it's like there's that castle somewhere that's built all back to front and no one knows why and there's like a big hole at the middle of it and all the battlements are on the inside oh. as if it's trying to stop something getting out and one day yeah it the, it opens and like up day a
0: little girl comes through there and she looks exactly like the prince the princess who currently exists like that same actress. Yes, but that same not disabled. Comes
1: out not disabled. So now they want to go to the other dimension because everything's better there, and it's Christmas all year round. She—that's what she says. But then you but realize, she's a fucking demon. But you realize you can't have Christmas all the time because that wouldn't
0: ruin the magic of Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so that's another
1: three movies done, dude.
0: We TM, should just we should
1: just tm pitch things to people. Yeah, hey, y'all, y'all. I think hey, just, Daniel. Daniel. I know you're listening. He'd be great in Christmas Prince 4. <laughs> that was staring us right in the face. <laughs> can
0: No, Christmas Prince, they just remake the first film, but for theatrical release.
1: And Daniel Craig's just the prince. <laughs> no, he'd be the person who comes in, and she's obviously much more attracted to him than the actual Christmas Prince. <gasps> and he's the one thing that can cause discord in their otherwise perfect relationship. Oh, shit. Because no. that is what Daniel Craig does in every film. He appears in a situation and how sexy he is causes problems. That... And he would be perfect for a Christmas prince.
0: The sexiness doesn't cause problems in the film we watched today.
1: No. Daniel Craig's sexiness. It's a, it's one of the most subdued forms of sexiness yeah. we've seen like so Daniel far. Daniel
0: Craig is still sexy and his sexiness is used in the film, but in no mm. way does it cause problems or affect the main progress of... How the investigation is going.
1: No. This is yeah. probably the least overtly sexy character he's ever played. Yeah.
0: Despite having a sex scene and being shirtless in several scenes and it had been alerted to, me, alluded to many times that he has sex. He does the sex.
1: <laughs> well, of course he has sex. He's Swedish. He does the sex. They love it up there. It's cold. You we need got to keep to...
0: that body heat conservation somehow.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough. We should, we should get going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exceptional Thieves. This is a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. And I'm Isaac. And this is the latest episode of Craigslist. Craigslist. Our special series where we are watching the entire filmography of the one and only Daniel Craig, Britain's best actor, in the lead-up to No Time to Die... Uh, you know, we've got so
0: much time. Which we are so prepared for, for this which podcast. we're not
1: rushed at all. That's why we started it so far in advance of the release date. So yeah. we'd be able to just chill and oh, really take our time so with easy. it. If you have any suggestions for what we should do after Daniel Craig, you can connect with us on Twitter. Uh, so if you've been enjoying the podcast, you can connect with us on Twitter at Exceptional Pod. Or on Instagram at exceptional thieves, or send us an email with a long form justification of your suggestion at exceptional at gmail.com. And if you want to hear all these discussions of all these fantastic TV roles that Daniel Craig was in, and who knows what else we be putting up there once we get done with Daniel Craig, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash exceptional thieves.
0: For anyone who's still listening to this episode, um, good work.
1: Well done. Um, we appreciate
0: it. It's not a podcast where we just talk about the sad Bond News. Bond News and Daniel Craig. We talk about Daniel Craig's
1: filmography. We go deep on the
0: films. This episode, we have watched 2012's? Uh, 2011's. 2011's classic remake of a very recently made film, like 2010-ish. Yeah, the I Girl think with the dragon tattoo. Yeah,
1: I think it's 2009. I think it was to the 2011 film, "The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo," remake of the classic 2009 <laughs> film, "The Girl with the, with the Dragon's Tattoo,"
0: also starring Stellan Skarsgård. Really? Uh, yeah, I think he plays Daniel Craig's character in the other one. Um, no, that's um, the baddie
1: from John Wick. Is it? Yeah.
0: Dude, my life is shattered. <laughs> I, I spent the whole time just loving the fact of who Stellan Skarsgård plays. That in would this have movie. been a,
1: a cool, a, a cool flip for yeah. one actor to play those two characters. So, spoiler alert for the girl with the dragon tattoo.
0: If you ain't seen it, stop listening. It's not bad. Yes, go. except for the sound. You
1: put gotta... your subtitles on. Like I,
0: I hate watching movies with subtitles. You put the subtitles on. I had to for this.
1: Jeez, Louise! I had to. Wow.
0: Especially for the first half of the film.
1: Okay. You just couldn't hear what people were saying. Couldn't
0: hear a bloody fucking thing. That is very strange. Every sound effect was just dialed up to fucking maximum. All this music was just... And then people were talking at a regular Mm, pace. And
1: talking really fast. That low, pulsing Trent Reznor Yeah, I don't know how
0: these people live in their lives. It frustrated me for 45 minutes. And this is a long film.
1: It's very long. It's two hours and 40 minutes long. I mean,
0: it's good. It's a good film.
1: It is good.
0: The story is very captivating. Mm. but the sound just pissed me off so much until okay. pretty much the end in which the sound gets fantastic.
1: All right. Well, go and watch it and try not to pay attention to the sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go and watch the three Swedish movies and <laughs> you don't have to then go and watch this one and then go and watch The Girl in the Spider's Web starring Claire Foy. Have you seen that one? I have not. I watched that last night and that one's very funny. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> that one is like... It's a sequel. So this one came out English language. And then that one is like, imagine we made the other two in English language. And now we're making another one, (laughs) which is just a completely new sort of sequel to all the the, the previous films. Because it's not based on a book, is it? No, they were just the three books. Stieg Larsen had apparently had had planned like 10 books he was going to write. It wasn't a trilogy. He had plans for loads of them. So it's understand it's not ridiculous to suggest that the characters are ones that roll on into other stories. But the girl who the girl in the spiders web is like it just decides it gives up on any of the subtlety in terms of the characterization or any of the themes of the previous movies. And it just says, Okay, let's do an action film. And I think if you were gonna make this into an action film, you might do what if Dragon Tattoo but Jason Bourne, maybe, just tonally like yeah, cold that's and visually It'd be but it seems substrued. yeah this is, seems more like what if dragon tattoo but also like the transporter or <laughs> crank it's a jason statham dragon tattoo movie she rides a motorbike over a frozen lake to escape the police all sorts of crazy shit happens and it's not terrible for what it is.
0: Well, Claire Foy is pretty great.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure she would have... I mean, she's the queen. She would have loved it after a couple of years of being the queen. Absolutely. Mm. But, yeah, it's very silly. Okay. And not brilliant.
0: And Daniel Craig's not
1: in it. And Daniel Craig's not in it. It's played by some, looks like, 35-year-old Swedish fop Ugh. of some kind.
0: Ew. Who
1: would want that? You know what? Not me.
0: I'll tell you that. Not me. So you like this film? Yeah, it's good. I don't like the sound, but yeah, it's good. I had not seen it before. I thought I had. Yeah. But I had not seen it.
1: I hadn't seen any of them. I watched the three Swedish ones a few weeks ago to sort of get in the mood. Yeah. Um, Which Emma was really into. She's read all the books, watched all the movies before, loved them, but hadn't seen this one. She really didn't like this version of it. Okay. And... I have to say, I haven't seen the Swedish version. I think there's real strengths to both of them. And I got feelings out of watching the Swedish one that I didn't get out of watching this one. Which I think we'll we'll get into. And some of the ways it depicts its very sort of complex murder mystery plot. Mm-hmm. Whilst it has the sort of more visually satisfying sort of tone and style of David Fincher, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's how he makes anything that happens in Mindhunters or Social Network or anything just look interesting even when it's not. Yes. So it has that. But I think the Swedish version just gets some of the the basics of murder mystery storytelling a bit more bang on than this one, which just comes... This one feels like the... It's just a little bit rounded off at the edges and not as satisfying. Okay. Even though you've got Daniel Craig in it. Being a character who I think is probably... The close the character he's done who is the closest to him he's ever done. This felt to me a lot like what Daniel Craig is like. Like if Daniel Craig was a journalist, this is probably how he'd behave overall. Because Mikhail Blomkis is not an action guy. He's kind of he's kind of sort of urbane and genteel whilst having a certain physicality, but doesn't like get into fights or anything. Yeah. Likes drinking and smoking, but is really trying to keep a lid on it. <laughs> and a very just sort of warm, sort of good listener kind of guy.
0: Yeah, he tries to do the right thing.
1: Yeah, I think this is quite... I think he's just kind of playing himself a little bit here. You know what I mean? No, but yes. What do you think Daniel Craig's personality is like then? If well, all, not all those like things this. you
0: described, but this guy sleeps with a lot of people. Who are married.
1: He sleeps with one person who's married? Yeah. But that's just Sweden, bro. In the books, her husband knows about that situation, and that's just a part of how they live their lives. There's Europe.
0: That is very Europe. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's got to grow up, you know. Just because you're married doesn't mean you well, don't, I don't think DC, have...
0: I don't think DC likes that sort of stuff. I reckon our DC is very monogamous and cares about his home life.
1: Uh, well, well, yeah, but I think the way that is, the way that kind of thing is happening in Stockholm isn't a threat to that home life, you know? People just have, you know, different complex adult relationships. They do. It's not, it's not a betrayal. This is one... Unlike the title of the play that he and Rachel Wise are in together shortly after leaving their long-term partners, getting together and immediately getting married. (laughs) Ah, trivia.
0: So... Have you found a video of it that we can put it in the podcast?
2: Not yet.
1: Yet? I'm, I'm working on some theatre DVDs. I'm <laughs> I'm working on it, is all I'll say. I don't want to make any though. promises. We've got a bit more time now, so
0: yeah, take yeah. your time. I'll, There's no rush.
1: I've got the whole schedule worked out up until the end of the year for what <laughs> I'm hoping we're going to be able to do. Don't you worry about it. The other thing I thought looking at this movie was, you know, we've talked about, the ways, the sort of the running themes through Daniel Craig's body of work and how he's sort of, there's the movies where he's really sexy and that's what causes the plot to happen. The sort of primarily sort of romantic, at least, or if not sort of erotic thriller movies. And then just sort of boys' adventure movies where it's all sort of action and planes and cars and guns and sort of very very accessible male-oriented stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's another theme that runs through his movies where he's a actor who gets cast in roles either where the a, a strong female character is the center of the film or at the very least his character is one that needs to interact with strong female characters and either on an equal level or one where they're sort of in control at different times. I think he's cast as someone who can be in that role without you know potentially narrow minded audiences interpreting it as any kind of challenge to his his own personal just sort of authority and integrity.
0: Yeah. So it's never he's cast as someone who's never really in dire straits relationship wise with the strong female characters that he's spending time with.
1: Yeah, I would just and he's just someone who plays well along he's someone who can be shown to be like friends with the the female characters or
0: yeah he has the ability to have platonic friendships with strong female characters yeah without having to make them be a love interest in the film
1: yeah or just where he's he's in a not he the relationship is non-platonic but he can exist in the film and in his scenes in a way that doesn't dominate the female character because if you go through The list, the the stories he ends up in, Love and Rage. Built around a strong, independent female character. Terrible film. Yeah, yeah. Not making any comments on the quality of the films. Tomb Raider. Built around
0: technically a strong female
1: character. Mole Flanders. You wouldn't go to it straight away, but really, Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Ice House. Mm. Same again. They're not together in it, but Elizabeth. The narrative is based around a strong female character. I know he's kind of an extra in that. I dreamed of Africa. Definitely. Same again, Sylvia. Same again, the mother. Ugh. The invasion. The kind of strength of the female character isn't necessarily part of the story, but the fact that it is a female main character. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I would say this is an aspect of his Bond movies. The degree to which the women are sort of at least supposed to be more empowered and independent. And I think it's a big part of what makes Knives Out work. The way he can play off of Armas, who's not a very powerful female character, but you can just put him in 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 those scenes and he's, something about his energy just works really well. I like watching Daniel Craig. Yeah, me too. You know, we've That's watched a lot well. of
0: Daniel Craig. But I, th- I still like watching
1: Daniel Craig. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm really onto something here. I don't disagree. Yeah. So The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, though. And then The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Another example of yeah. the same thing. The title of the of the book, the Swedish title, Men Who Hate Women. Is it? Yeah.
0: Or is it not just called The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo?
1: No. That was the name made up for the film for West for English-speaking audiences, and which is better? I think that was a very good move financially speaking. Yep, because that really broadens its its appeal. It does. It makes it seem mm. like it's going to be a spy film or something
0: yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, the, the, and the the weird thing about these stories, I think, is when you've seen because the Swedish trilogy. The second two movies are nothing like the first one. Okay. The first one, you, they go off and do this sort of side adventure, basically, mm. where they're doing this murder mystery, and it's really not connected to anything that's kind of going on in Stockholm or Lisbeth and Mikhail's lives. Yeah, they sort of go off, do this, solve it, come back, and it's more sort of got a sort of Sherlock feeling. It does, which I really liked, and I think that's and I think that works very well for these characters. And I thought we were going to get more of that. In the second and third one, it's all, in terms of the movies, everything becomes sort of about them, like all the bad guys are related to Elizabeth, and it's all about her sort of backstory and figuring things out that happen in her backstory. And then the whole third movie is pretty much all about this court case she's going through, where and things like the footage of the rape from this first film plays a massive role in that court case and things later on so there's things in this movie that for my money make absolutely no sense being in this story mm-hmm. but get paid off in later films or later books yeah and so I don't know where he was planning to go with it after the third after the third book I think in the books according to Emma mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more in terms of mystery solving to do with like sex trafficking and things and they do like get more bad guys. Okay, but in terms of the the films, the second two films got for me really dragged, and I it was just well, all thought, about going over the details of the terrible things that have happened to Elizabeth in her life, yeah, rather I, than just being an interesting plot.
0: I hadn't, I have not seen them, but I would assume from watching this and the story that is this first film that anywhere you go with these characters from this point is mystery ink, but you also get mm. parts of their personal lives intertwined with mystery ink.
1: Yeah, and in terms of in terms of those movies, it's definitely not that at all. It gets really bogged down in what I would assume are meant to be kind of the themes of the books, which are has a lot to do with like gender based violence and thing and things like that and the way which those things are presumably to some degree endemic in Swedish society that isn't sort of talked about or addressed very much in the presence of things like neo-Nazis and things. See,
0: I feel as though that comes... The the things that are shown of her personal life in this film relate very heavily to the investigation of this film. Therefore, I assume that if you continue the story onwards in your Mm. books that you write, each book then has a different mystery and other personal aspects of each of their lives will relate to the mystery of that book. Yeah. That would make sense to write your series of books and also would be a good way for people to just book up pick up a random one and read away. That's that's how Yeah, no, yeah. I think
1: I think if you picked up the third one, whichever it is, Hornet's Nest or Play of Fire If it plays
0: I, like that film I you described. Don't
1: think you'd have any idea what's going on. No. And yeah, I think in this the things that do the things that happened to Elizabeth in the first like hour I mm. guess do play into the mystery kind of. But I don't. I don't think you really needed them, considering how intense they are, for her to be interested in the 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 mystery that they're trying to do. So anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, we should. Let's let's go through the plot. We should. It's long. Let's try not to do it in too much detail because it's two hours and forty minutes. (laughs) That's that's one of my criticisms. See, I
0: think if you took out if you took out the personal life story, the mystery itself is captivating. Mm. and would make a full film. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I hate what happens to her. Like, it's very hard to watch, and it makes her character, the arc of her character becoming a badass, I guess, because she doesn't seem like one at the start, but at the end. But then again, it's not as much as it could be.
1: Well, I think, see, my impression of her from the, watching the Swedish movie and then watching this is that she's, she's already everything she needs to be at the start of the movie. Jesus. You know, and then just that awful thing happens. She manages it in the way she manages stuff. She does. And then she goes on to solve this mystery. I'm like, why did we do all why of do that? Why we need to see that? That's, why that could be we, a separate story. That's a completely separate story. <laughs> and I, and, and I think like with this, they were planning to make the other ones. David Fincher talked about it a few years afterwards. This is like the third, fa- third, third, Trilogy that DC has started that never happened. <laughs> I think we've had Golden Compass, Tintin, Tin, and now this. All things that were meant to be trilogies and then just vanished.
0: Of them, I would prefer Tintin to become a trilogy. Uh
1: yes. I would Yeah. Well, I'd like a Golden Compass trilogy, but not that one.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Do that trilogy but start again.
0: Well, there's a show that we haven't watched yet. It's called yeah. Lin Manuel. Should have
1: been like a show. It. And I think this would probably work better as a show as well.
0: Uh, If you're having everything that you have in this film, yeah, Yeah. you could drag that out into like a six-part series each year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, where you can... You have your night manager. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very much that energy. Because I think all of the... There's lots of family members, and they all have interesting stuff about them. And I think in the book you get much more detail and intrigue about them. Yeah. Which I presume is like to the point where you wonder who the bad guy is. Instead of being like, well... No one else has really said anything except Stellan Skarsgård. And he's the only actor I know. And he's always a baddie.
0: The third part, well, so I see, wonder if it's him. There was a point in the thing where I thought it might be the bald guy. Like the bodyguard. the or...
1: Like the lawyer character. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: okay, could be him. Because they're the only... Like, him and Stellan are the only two that are technically young enough... Yeah. Just <laughs> have still been doing this at the point where... ...they're yeah. still finding stuff. But... I, I like the mystery and the payoff, and how they built the. Yeah, once
1: yeah once, once once it gets into what it's about. Yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting. I love that kind of. Takes a re- while looking at looking through old photos and reconstructing the past.
0: I love investigations, yeah. <laughs> and we don't get to do investigations like that in our lives.
1: Yeah, would you? I think that a lot. How cool it would be to just find something to investigate and then know. do it.
0: Just, oh, just Should we do a it? Mystery. Let's Should find we,
1: something. Let's make a true crime podcast. Okay. Let's after where we finish we this.
0: investigated true crime. Yeah. Okay. We will become. Is that what true crime podcasts are? I thought they were just like each episode they think for true crime, they Google it for a little bit. Like, there you go. Yeah. These are the. This is an unsolved thing. This is what happened. These are the facts. And yeah, no one solved it. Or a true crime podcasts actually yeah. well, a podcast actually. Well, I think can be Try to solve the mystery.
1: It can be just the story of a of a crime that is true okay or you know something like serial where they do their own investigation into it and try to figure out what happened that's the best kind
0: that would make more sense yeah yeah are we going to do a true crime or would you like to make it a fictional one where we can actually have the story culminate and finish in
1: a way that we yes, want to? Yes, let's originate fake crime podcasts where you make it look like true crime but yeah. don't tell anyone that you're making it all up. <laughs> Until the end. And then at the end, people are like, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe you're like, yeah, I know, crazy. Credits rock. Uh And we never let on. And- <laughs> and people will only figure it out if they come back and listen to our review of The Girl with the Dragon to Tattoo this episode.
0: Yeah. Which is thus far quite long and we haven't started talking about the film
1: really yet. We've been talking about the film for ages, okay? <laughs> we just haven't been going through the whole the the scene by scene. All right. Scene by scene. Film starts. What do you think of this opening credit sequence?
0: I <laughs> to the, the immigrant song from the get from, I, I I was worried that they just did this because he's Bond now. I do like that the first yeah, person we really—that's what see I thought—in the film is DC coming out. Like, I'm
1: like, yep. immediately post, in. it's Daniel Craig. DC. The courtroom
0: court. is Is finished. He's been found guilty of libel.
1: Yeah, because he published I,
0: a thing about some dickhead, and I didn't give a shit. And for the rest of the yeah. film, I also didn't give a shit.
1: You know, in the book and the Swedish version, he gets sentenced to jail. Oh, geez. he has to do six months in jail but it's like fun stockholm jail so like yeah you got to go to prison we'll call you when it's your time to go in <laughs> and he goes and solves this whole mystery and then after he solves it has to go to prison for a while <laughs> but you know but again it's one of the chill ones where they're all just you know playing playing ping pong and you yeah, know, doing they've got a pool table doing volleyball and stuff and if um, i go
0: to prison here can i just like elect to get sent over there
1: um oh it's worth asking
0: yeah i guess
1: yeah i'd definitely bring it up i definitely ask you'd pitch the idea yeah Yeah. look i'll pay for the ticket it might need a hard pitch i'll say that (laughs) but it's worth asking
0: if i've done something wrong i'll pay for the ticket i just want to spend my time in comfy yeah i just want to be comfy
1: (laughs) want to be having lots of meatball's
0: I want some fr- frozen meatballs and I want to, mm-hmm. I, I, I would spend my community service time building furniture for people. Yeah.
1: What I'm saying is, can I go to jail in Ikea? <laughs> no, I don't even have to fly over there. Can I just be in? I'll, I'll, I'll just gladly wear, build people's furniture. I'm saying Ikea outfit, ankle monitor. I work seven days a week. Yeah, I'll and, sleep I just, there. and I just, and I sleep wherever I want, but, and I just make it in the morning and I'm making you money here. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I found this whole opening credits thing to be really jarring and not workable. It all. was so long as well. and creepy and weird, and it's meant to be um the the remit for it is it's a nightmare that Lisbeth might have. is it? Yeah. and sure, Hi. but. It's just so discontinuous with how the rest of the film feels and is.
0: Coming from watching Bond films, where you have this sort of thing happen at the start of all of them, where you have a sequence play out where someone's yeah. getting covered in oil or whatever it is.
1: And like, yeah, yeah but it like always hacking. has something
0: to do with the film.
1: Yeah, keyboards and hands and fighting. And it's, it's this, not- this would work at the beginning of The Girl in the Spider's Web. <laughs> at Where... the
0: beginning of like the sequel to this like yeah we've had our setup film now mm. this is the character you know oh, oh.
1: yeah I just think this op- this these credits promise you a movie that you never get oh.
0: and I also and i I just
1: found it very confusing
0: it's very stereotypical to use that version of immigrant song which come it feels like you're in a european nightclub that's what you're looking at. It's very stereotypical, like, stereotypical to do that in a film set somewhere in Europe. Like that's just yeah, like but that's... hard European nightclub music happening.
1: Yeah, bam. But again, that's not the feel of the of the movie. The rest of the film, this no. isn't what we're going to get to see. We cut yeah. from that to everything else is lovely sort of monochrome Sweden. It's it's monochrome hyper modern Swedish architecture and interior design and fashion combined with David Fincher's super sleek everything's gyroscoped cinematography. It's so
0: uh, there are so many parts later on that are just awesome. Like when he gets to the island for the first time and the dudes just they're standing on one guy's front yard and telling this person lives there and then you just get mm. a shot of the house from afar. Yeah. And a shot of the next house from afar. And it doesn't move. You just—that is cool filmmaking. I don't know why this opening sequence happens.
1: Yeah, because they. And then you forget all,
0: about it pretty quickly, though. Yeah,
1: because you immediately cut to lovely Daniel Craig. Yeah.
0: Too loud. Let's get this until he gets to the That's, island. I didn't everything notice is this at
1: long. all. I'm it, gonna have to watch it, it again now. It hurts me. Okay. Were you watching it on stand? No, I had it on my yeah on
0: stand, but on my
1: TV. Okay, I was watching it on my Blu-ray disc that I bought oh, nice. in order to get my audio commentary. <laughs> on which there were a few insightful gems that I will share. I'm glad. Um, okay, so everyone try to look past the sound design. We're, yeah, we don't have to mention it now. I've mentioned that it's not great. Remember what you did for Tenet? Just do that again. Yeah. Um, so Daniel cray has been found, or Mikhail Blondkvist has been found... Guilty of libel, kind of set up, implied by this big company. And they sort of... He was given information. It was false. He published it. Didn't do his due diligence. has been found guilty of libel. Um, He comes out, which I think is the real courthouse in Stockholm. And he walks off and none of the press follow him. I thought that was weird.
0: I thought that was cool, though, that their press... They're
1: restrained.
0: And they're like, yeah, we're asking him questions. Oh, no, wait. He doesn't want to answer. You don't want to answer questions. Oh, oh. well, we'll leave you alone. So sorry to have bothered you. So, he also does one of my favorite things of the film. He goes to the um seven eleven or whatever it is, buys a pack of cigarettes, takes and a one out, and throws the pack away. Yeah, and just lights that one cigarette.
1: People smoke a lot in this movie, they do. If you're trying not to smoke, this is not the movie <laughs> to watch. Everyone smokes all the time. Um, and so he's just having a bit of a tough time of it. We see him go to his back to Millennium magazine. Where he where he works and he has a chat to a Robin Wright, who's the who's of some some other sort of important person at the magazine.
0: I think they're both dual editors.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what the people in charge of magazines do, don't they? Yeah. They, they, they edit be editors. The magazine, yeah.
0: But they seem to be on the same level of employment at this place. They are both in charge of the magazine. Neither of yeah. them answer to anyone but each other. Yeah. And they're
1: sleeping together. Yes, because it's it's Sweden and everyone's
0: modern. And we find out later that it ruined his marriage, but not hers. Yes. Yeah, because his wife obviously was not from Sweden.
1: Yeah, yeah, his wife's probably some nerd from England or something yeah. with with old fashioned ideas. Yeah, with with Daniel Craig's accent, mm. and he has a teenage daughter in this. Who's a Christian?
0: Did he not have that in the other one?
1: Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's an invention for this okay, film. Cool.
0: Why did she need to be here?
1: I don't know. I'd, see, I've, I've, I'm, I've gotten weirdly biased in favor of the Swedish one, where everything is different. Everything that's different between that one and this one, I'm like, no, I do like the other one. <laughs> I like <laughs> the other version. Well, I, and I have my reasons.
0: Even after finishing this story as a standalone thing, I don't know why that character needed to be there at all. Like the daughter, the daughter, yeah, yeah. It, I, can, I mean, it may show that Daniel Craig would immediately want to take, want to look after Lisbeth and understand that she is a person who's strong on her own. But then they start sleeping together later on. So I'm like, mm. no, that that's not what the daughter is there for at all.
1: And I think the worst part of including the daughter in this is that the daughter comes visits him for like five seconds, and she figures out the Bible verse thing that these yeah. things are written in the back of this book. No one can figure out what they are. And she says, oh, they're Bible verses because she just recognises the numbers, I guess, and yeah, the letters. She reads the Bible? Because she reads the Bible like a freaking Have nerd. you met
0: an actual religious person who reads the Bible? Fuck no. They're all idiots who claim <laughs> to have read the Bible.
1: Oh, well, yeah, some of them do, and they're, they're, the, they're the creepiest ones. Yeah. So, religious <laughs> audience. Um, but in the <laughs> Swedish movie... Lisbeth is hacking his computer while he's doing the beginning of this investigation she starts getting interested in the investigation from watching what he's doing on his computer <laughs> and she figures out that they're Bible verses oh, and she cool. sends that information to him
2: that's cool because I think
1: one of the main one of my main issues with this one is, when Daniel, when Blomfqvist comes into her apartment, sort of barges in with yep. breakfast, that's pretty much the midpoint of the movie. That's an yes. hour and 15 minutes in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And which doesn't l- give us much time to have an arc of their relationship. And they've taken out ways in which they could have been interacting digitally prior to that point. Yep. Because I think her hacking abilities don't come to the fore very much in this film like you like blink and you miss
0: no it's it's just once we once she's doing it we just are immediately we know that she does whatever she does Mm. like there could have been a scene or two at the start where you see her doing it and like expositionally are shown that she is a hacker so later on she's just doing her thing
1: yeah but i think the when, when she does the hacking and the consequences of the hacking are kind of breezed over a little bit narratively. And so with the if the hacking is the way in which they their connection begins and it brings those characters together, that's just a little bit stronger. Whereas in this he just she's doing her thing, he's doing his thing. He finds her through the through the vangers that hired her. And then he sort of convinces her That's to come. That's a
0: question I had. The opening actual scene of the film is on the phone there where they're talking about hiring him to investigate the thing. Yeah. But it has the cop who investigated it originally with one of the flower paintings?
1: Well, I th- I th- either him, well it's between him and Christopher Plummer, isn't it? Christopher Plummer has all the flower paintings? Yeah,
0: Christopher Plummer has more. But the opening scene is the cop with one of those paintings sitting there. So, when I when I saw the paintings later on, I'm like, oh, so the cop did it. Like, that ah. that gave me the feeling. Is like, why does the cop have one of those paintings in his apartment?
1: I think Christopher Plummer also says... The police know about it. Yeah. The only people who know about this are Colonel, Sergeant, blah, blah, you and me. Me, so.
0: the police, and the killer.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: Which is a cool, like, the mm. police. That's everybody. Yeah. But also the killer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But... Also, I'm sorry, definitely not. The first when I watched the Swedish one to begin with, as soon as I saw all those f- f- flowers, I'm like, okay, so she's alive. Definitely. <laughs> Obviously, she's sending them to him. <laughs> like it's such a weird misinterpretation to say, "Ah, this must be no, she must be dead and in, this is the murderer toying with me every year since by sending me these things. Yeah,
0: but if if also like if that was the murder way, if that was the murderer's way of toying, you would be able to track them for you'd forty able, years. If
1: you've got forty framed flowers, forensic there'd be something forensic on some of them. Yeah. Where are the flowers from? Where's the frame from? Where do you get flowers and they're framed? All the same frame. There's something you'd for forty. You're able to do something, but
0: but also his his thing like it has to be someone in the family. Because they're sending me the flowers and only people in the family know that she gave me a flower every year. I'm like, no. Other people would probably know that too. If somebody killed her, like premeditated that, they could know that.
1: Or the only person who might know that is her. (laughs) I thought thought that was such a... And again, I don't get... I never predict twists, but... The whole the whole movie the first time I thought mm, she's probably like I ret- maybe I'm biased I was like well this is a return to the Daniel Craig tradition of investigating the murders of people who are still alive, <laughs> which he seems to like to do a lot in films. Um, this is not the first time I've watched Daniel Craig investigate a murder. where I'm like they're not dead. <laughs> they're definitely not dead. What are you doing?
0: Um, I enjoyed every all the twists that did come. Yeah. Yes, I saw them before they came. Except the fact that she was Harriet. Yes. At the end, I loved that.
1: See, and that's that's another change in the is that a change? Sw- in the okay. Swedish one. She's um her the other one didn't die in a car accident. Okay. She's that other. She is just there, and then Harriet is just in Australia living. Yeah, and Blomfist at the end flies to Australia while well, he's been conf- sentenced to
0: prison. He's well, allowed I, to leave the country. I think
1: he gets out. I think maybe it's after he gets out of prison oh, or okay. something, and then he yeah he, he finds her and, and brings her back. So I think that's probably a change that is cooler that she's sort of been hiding in plain sight right in front of them the whole yeah, time. Yeah,
0: and the explanation I've not seen my family in forty years. Yeah, but that's cool because and that's
1: sort of why she's refused to have any contact with them the whole time.
0: Which is, I thought that was a great twist. Mm. What do you think of the mystery itself? I and think... The progress in which eventually he finds that other murders have taken place in the same sort of way. Yeah. And then she finds that there's lots of them.
1: Again, I felt the way the, the mystery is presented to be just a little, bit, a little bit more tactile and engaging in the Swedish version. And the reason I felt that was I'd already watched the Swedish version. So I knew roughly what the story was. Okay. But I found this one kind of hard to follow. I think the way in which it set up in your mind, okay, this is what happening was on the island on that day. Mm. This, okay, then there was this parade through the street. She's there um, taking photos is it in this one that she's looking scared about something?
0: She's not taking photos in this one. She she's is in, in the photos, and yep. in a couple of them, she looks scared and walks away.
1: Yeah, see, I I think that is more visceral in the Swedish version. Like, okay. you get creeped I got creeped out by it more. Okay. Just the way the photos and everything look, and then the architecture of that street of she's over here, snap, you look Seeing over there, there's a camera over there. I just got all that more, whereas in this, which is strange because this is normally a strength of David Fincher of he's very detail-oriented and he mm. isn't afraid of doing lots of exposition to the audience and letting you sort of sink into the details of everything, which is what I love about something like Zodiac. Yes. As a massive true crime fan, I love that movie because it gives you so much Again, accurate detail. Again, a very long film. Yeah, but, but really...
2: Everything
0: is...
1: Yeah, but with the thing with Zodiac is the mystery isn't solved 45 minutes before the credits roll. <laughs> you know, the closest you get to the mystery being solved is in the final scene, you know. So... I should watch Zodiac again. Yeah, you should always watch Zodiac again. I think the mystery overall is pretty good.
0: I th- I think that the, the way the mystery develops in the film, so he's given the first missing persons case, so you're like, okay, there's a body on the island somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then with the numbers being Bible verses and then her finding out that they're names and there are then five murders instead of just one mm-hmm. and then finding out that there are like 30 murders. And so, I think the building of that to develop, okay, there is a massive serial killer somewhere on this island. Mm-hmm. One of these family people are not just a Nazi, but continuing to be... A fucking terrible person, like a, a monster. So were all the dead people on the island? No, but one of the like, if it's if it is one of the family members, I think there were
1: people nearby, weren't
0: they? Uh, all of the people were around Sweden, and the way that they found, yeah. the way that that Lisbeth found them, is
1: related to the bar related universes. to the
0: Vangers, and like they had a construction happening here, mm-hmm. and a murder also happened here at the same time, etc. Et and that's how she solves the thing. I loved that it just got bigger at each at each turn the mystery Mm. got bigger until they solved it and then it's like okay this one person has been horrific and i also love the payoff of the murderer obviously got better better at his job of being a murderer Mm -hmm. and built a basement and And i'm assuming the basement exists in the other one as well
1: yeah that's all pretty similar yeah Yeah, so yeah the the intergenerational nature of the the murder yes and the and the sort and the abuse of women essentially and
0: how harriet's story comes in is great mm-hmm. as well to, to to be the way that daniel craig
1: is inserted into
0: this m- larger mystery of a serial killer taking place yeah that harriet was the entrance and she's not actually one of the victims yeah i like that yeah and that would have made an awesome murder mystery film for lisbeth salander and daniel craig mm. who is playing daniel craig to be a part of
1: Yeah, I think just yeah, having just just have your Elizabeth Solander and Daniel Craig playing Daniel Craig, being who they are, that through one thing and another, come together in a Holmes and Watson kind of way, and solve this mystery.
0: And they can come together by her being hired to investigate him first. You can Mm. have the overarching story of he's being arrested, and this guy's got evidence that can help him get out of that mm. so have that overarching story to bring him into the thing and have her investigate him and that's how you introduce her character yeah you don't have to have all of the horrific stuff have to happen to him mm. because that is hard
1: yeah because i think the strongest thing about these stories is the fresh dynamic it creates between lisbeth and daniel craig yes yeah yeah and as a, it's as a, a crime... very
0: platonic
1: that's what I, that's the change I would make as well. Like in the Swedish movie, mm. they do have they have sex a couple of times, but they don't re, they don't become a couple. Sort of at the end when so they the ending of this When film they're in is, the hotel yeah. and he sort of got his hand up the back of her shirt and that kind of intimacy, mm-hmm. we don't really see that and the we need to talk about Numi Rapace and Rooney Mara as, as the comparison sort of between the those two. That are fantastic. Yeah. They don't end up in that kind of relationship in those movies. And it's actually a flaw a fault of the later movies that they are together like hardly at all. They're not in a relationship, but also they they don't get the characters into the same place very much. So they're not a team solving mysteries. Ah, okay. They're kind of off doing their own thing. And also when they do have a sort of a sexual liaison in the <laughs> Swedish film. It's not so much in the context of Daniel Craig being hurt. and it just and just in the way Numi Rapace performs it, like the I think her perform, i prefer her her performance of this character overall and her interpretation. And I think when I watched that scene, I got the whole time when that scene is happening in the Swedish version, I was just acutely aware of this is a woman who was horrifyingly raped quite recently. So yeah. sexual contact for her is gonna be quite fraught at the moment, surely.
0: I don't actually think it was that recent though. I think the film it's yeah the it's film what, subtly does very well in saying that he's been here for months now.
1: Yeah, it's a few months. Because winter ends. Yeah. It's still But still not that long. Exactly. And the way it's performed, not without really any lines, I interpret it as you sort of see I felt I could read into her face, her sort of thinking about that, acknowledging it. And just really sort of calmly, intentionally deciding to go into this kind of for her own reasons of cause she'd had a she's had the scene with the girl from the club earlier. Yeah. But now she's having sex with a man again, and she sort of she does it in this very sort of restrained, intentional, almost like individualistic way. I interpret it as almost as if she's like doing this to sort of see if she can and see what the experience is like because that's just the kind of person she is she's almost like experimenting with her own mind at this point point. and then it's like okay let's have a cigarette back to back to work when and i happened, liked that in this where it's more there's more sort of romance like makes breakfast the next morning there's yeah. more sort of romance layered over the top that i felt a bit more confusing because the age gap is so big and things like that
0: but also in this when it happened and there's a lack of tenderness to the beginning it's mm. just, it's a very matter of fact that this is what we're doing now. That was kind of a shock. Yeah. And that didn't make sense character-wise for her to do that then. He's just injured. Mm. And like, if you were going to show a tenderness moment, you would actually have her have a moment of care, not just, yeah, I'm going to sew you up. And then you go in there.
1: Yeah. Like, why don't they just go to the hospital? What? She doesn't have to sew him up. They're not on the run. <laughs> exactly. This isn't the girl in the spider's web. <laughs> 2018 classic <laughs> so i think yeah let them having a letting them have a platonic crime solving relationship would get you a re- would get you around all the stuff they put at the beginning which we should, we should probably address we should so daniel gets at the beginning daniel he ends up at uh Hedderstad. And Christopher Plummer gives him the job of investigating the family. Tells him all of the backstory. They have those flashbacks, so it's all like a yellow wash and like a an idyllic past. And he and he gives him the big motivation that he's going to. If you do this for me, I'll pay you and everything else. But also, I'll get Werner Strom off your back. Yeah. And meanwhile, Lisbeth, she's a ward of the state because she's, she's not been deemed... mentally incompetent yeah. because of her big backstory. And her nice guardian has a stroke, and so she gets reassigned to this other guy who, who is a fucking dick. Who's an absolute monster. And there's, and he basically is sort of, it'd be in the beginning, sort of forcing her to have sex with him in order for her to have access to her money. And then we have what is probably the most graphic rape scene I've ever seen. Yeah, probably. So. I can't think of anything. Um, there are extreme. horror films I'm sure, that I think do worse, but there, yeah, I'm sure there horror are horror films. Yeah, sure, there is out there, but not in just like a thriller no, or drama.
0: Not in a movie about a murder mystery.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's really difficult to watch. It is. and I, but and I thought this with the, with the Swedish one as well. I was like, what the fuck are we doing here?
0: It seems like something that if you were making the film, you can have her. If you have to show this, if this is part of your story, you have him attack her, show mm-hmm. her pin down, and then cut to afterwards. Yep. That still shows that this is a horrific thing happening, and you don't force your audience to watch the
1: yeah. horrific thing happen. Because I don't... Like, what's the reasoning of showing the audience every detail of what happens? I don't know. Is it because you'd think... Like, that feels like it's trying to make some kind of a point. Well, you but would I feel as though that, that would come
0: is. in later on, not just five minutes later, and yeah. never again for the character.
1: For a scene like this to be in your movie, this is what the movie is about. Yes. This is the inciting event of the film. Yeah, or, and or the a,
0: character change moment for...
1: Yeah, this is... This thing is all the character is going to be responding to for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because it's one of the most significant things that would ever happen to you in your entire life. Exactly. Yes. And I get that it's kind of a feature of her character that she would, you know, not get over it, but sort of put it in her, because she's had multiple traumas. She would put this in her past faster than some people would. Yeah. But oh. just narratively, from a storytelling perspective, we as the audience aren't going to be able to do that. No. As the audience are like, but what about... I, I just, that was the
0: worst thing that has ever can happened. Be, are we
1: just going to go back to hacking and stuff now? Because it's not what... The, like, the movie... There's the there's the theme of... Um, I guess, like, the baddies are doing rapes as well as murders.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't have to happen personally to the characters.
1: No, but I'm saying, like, I guess that is present in the film, but it doesn't feel like really the theme of the film.
0: No, it's, it's not even the theme of like, the
1: murders. The film... Yeah, if yeah, if murders ha- the yeah. theme of my murders is like the theme
0: uh... of the the theme of the mystery isn't about how the murders are taking place; it's who's mm. doing them. Yeah, and even the the solving of them isn't about how they're taking place; it's about who's doing it. Yeah, like in other films where uh, where rape is part of the proceedings of the murder, that mm. would come into the storyline of the thing, but it doesn't. It for the way that yeah. this this mystery is presented. It's not important. Well, it's important. It's not shown as part of the reason why it's happening.
1: Yeah, and Daniel Craig says to her, "I want you to help me find a killer of women." Yeah, which is an awkward line and feels like it's trying to sort of shoe- shoehorn in. Ah, see that whole bit before. That's also what this is about, but it's not really. No. Uh, and like, I
0: think it, I think it's supposed to. But and it's it,
1: such a long and arduous walk to get to the point of, and now our character has a motivation. No, Lisbeth... She
0: would have bef- had a motivation anyway.
1: Before <laughs> and after this just seems like someone who has like quite an acute sense of right and wrong, if you want to get into it, has had a history of abuse in the past with her father and stuff like that. Mm, um, you
0: could do that as your exposition scene and not have to show yeah. this horrific moment in her life. It and the badass comeuppance that she delivers
1: have her motivation for getting involved actually be more like platonically about Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. that she's watching what he does over the computer, and something about the way he's going about it sort of piques her interest. I like I, li- I liked the is way that you were doing it this. What happens in the
0: Swedish film, or is I- it just the book?
1: Um. Well, no. The, the, I I'm not sure what happens in the books. That's in, in the film where that she's, she just sees him because she hacks into his stuff to make that report, and she just yeah. keeps watching him. Oh, that's cool. And so that's See, so, that's
0: so, cool to keep watching him.
1: Yeah. So she's kind of like stalkerish <laughs> and stuff, and so so she sees the Bible verses and figures it out. So initially, she just starts anonymously sending him like answers Clusing to tips. the things he's trying to figure <laughs> out. It's like, how is he saying that's this. cool? And so. Then it's their characters draw them together with the mystery in the past. Mm. Whereas this rape thing, quote unquote, is. And to be honest, like, yeah, it plays a functionally, like mechanically, it plays a part in the plot of the later movies, but still, like, thematically and narratively, I'm like, this is still so, such an insane thing to have happened. Yeah. And even for. And it, as we've said already, even have it happen, but the way you depict it is very important as well and the way like in the same way the opening credits are promising you a movie that doesn't turn up this scene seems to be telling you you're in a kind of movie that you're not yeah you're just because the rest of the movie is could just be a kiss and tell miss marpley thing basically the
0: rest of the movie is sort of color templated different than the scenes she has with him like the scene yeah, she has in his office and, and his apartment are all sickly orange green. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the film has the blue grade shade. Yeah. And like that's it feels like it could be or yeah. should be yeah. somewhere else.
1: And this isn't even just the opening of the film. This stuff doesn't even really happen till half an hour, forty minutes in. Yeah. And then there's her big revenge scene. And if that guy does come back into it, it's in a way that is not necessary at all.
0: He came back for one scene after that where she's just in the elevator and checks on him. And we didn't need that. We knew yeah. she was going to, she said she's going to do that. And I assume, yeah, I thought, she does what she says.
1: I thought she'd even, you know, you could even use the leverage she has over him to gain access to X and Y, which they need to solve the mystery, even. That still wouldn't justify it, but it would at least be like, okay, I guess they did that so they could do that. Yeah. But yeah, I thought this is kind of inexplicable in a weird way
0: it fe- it feels like shock for value like just do this because this is gonna yes and blow I, people back
1: and i yeah and that's something that it doesn't it's weird to see in a david fincher movie it's
0: weird because it's not necessary
1: it's not necessary but i think it's more at home in the kind of books that these were because i you know it's not it's not tolstoy it's more sort of it's like it's airport paperback Mm. More like Jack Reachery.
0: Yes. It's like bumping like, out different mysteries all the time. Yeah, sort
1: of pulp pulp fiction, yeah. the movie, not the movie, the actual meaning of pulp fiction. And, <laughs> and I think David Finch's artistry is sort of trying to elevate its material above what it what it is. And I don't think it necessarily really escapes that. Except in the performances, probably. I mean, it's it's all A grade cast, and there's nothing wrong inherently with anything the actors do. But I think Stieg, mm-hmm. uh, Sh- I think, I think it's quite funny that Shdik Larsson wrote these books as a Swedish journalist who had spent uh, his he did these really sort of significant investigations into neo-nazis and stuff in sweden and stockholm so it was very like in 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 the issues he uses in his books he was very involved in in real life mm. and was sort of targeted by far-right organizations was at, in danger at different times but imagine he's written these books and sort of explaining it to someone like oh who's the main character uh he's a very handsome swedish <laughs> journalist who uh he has sex with lots of beautiful women and he sort of travels around sort of solving really ancient important mysteries where he not only like solves the mystery of the past but also like brings to justice many sort of nazis and sex trafficking rings of modern day as well <laughs> where'd you come up with the idea i just I just thought of it one day you know you know where did, where did you come up for the, with the idea for this incredibly handsome sort of superhero? Just write what you know. You know what I mean? You just, <laughs> you just write what you're familiar with. What can I say?
0: But I also like that both of them are very realistic characters. Like the one fight scene that she sort of has with the dude who tries to mm. steal her bag earlier on. That's yeah. one thing I did like about her backstory that we got for the film is when she's getting... And like that could be kept in without the need for... Um, over overarching politic the the guardian guy. You don't need to have him. You can have this scene where she goes to get on the train and some guy steals a bag. Mm. She chases him down, beats him, and then jumps the railing of the escalator and comes back down with the. Yeah, that's that's cool. It shows that she's capable of taking care of herself. She gets on the train and you get to see her be like, "Oh fuck, my computer's broken," and then go meet her computer on under- underworld people. Yeah, that could show that she's a badass in the hacker world.
1: Like it gets you everything that the rape scene gets you. Essentially, it gets you
0: everything that you need without having to have this yeah. horrific event to take place. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the that is. I think the thing that's most exciting about these stories, and I felt it in the Swedish one and in this one, but I think I felt it more with the Swedish one, is her. It's her 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 character, and it is that degree to how realistic the story is or isn't going to be, because her her sort of like superhero aspects where she can hack into anything she's sort of physically competent she rides a motorbike super fast she wears these cool outfits whilst being someone who's sort of very troubled and traumatized it's kind of exciting because you never really know what she's capable of yes and i think you get that more with Numi rapace okay partly because she's physically bigger and more imposing she's someone who really looks like she could get in a fight with people and win
0: yeah well, she whilst, has done in other films.
1: Yeah, while still looking, having that very sort of haunted, vulnerable, sort of underdog look.
0: How good is Nomiropa?
1: I think, I think the the main thing that, from my perspective, the order that I watch these cripples this movie is how much she just owns that role. <laughs> and if you want to do an English language version, she can speak English. <laughs> you know. So can the other guy. He was in John Wick. (laughs) If you just do it in English. (laughs) That's the other thing that's at at the heart of this movie. I don't know what we got out of this. I don't know what, apart from obviously seeing lovely Daniel Craig wearing lots of knits and doing that thing where the glasses hang off his face because he's a writer and getting him having fun with a cat. What did we get out of this that we didn't get two years earlier? I was really surprised that it's still in Sweden. Yeah, I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be like Minnesota or something. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like Fargo. When I realised, no, we're still in Stockholm and <laughs> some characters are going to do Swedish accents, some aren't. I was like, well, what the hell is the point of this? <laughs> Did you just watch that other one? I like, oh, I wish David Fincher directed it. And then <laughs> it's like, oh, let's just do that, you know? These made about the same amount of money, I'm pretty sure. I think they they like both made like three fifty. Well, I think the Swedish ones were all made like back to back. Like yeah. the first one's like, yes, we're making these. These this is
0: this is our hunger games. We have to make these as soon as we can.
1: Yeah. And it very much is Sweden's hunger games. Mm. I think Sweden Because you know, Sweden is a lot more mature than the rest of the world. Yeah, well they're just very excited to be known for something other than, you know, bookcases made out of chipboard. <laughs> And chocolate.
0: And freeze-dried meatballs. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, did you know we also have a real issue with sex trafficking and sexual violence?
0: I enjoy in this, though, like, Venga. They mentioned two other companies that Sweden is really, like, really well known for and Ericsson is like Sony Ericsson, like the phone manufacturers. Oh, is yeah. It's like this massive Swedish company. <laughs> I'm like, that's so great.
1: <laughs> yes, I think with Numi, Numi Rapace, you get more of a sense of... You don't know what she could capable. do in the later in a couple of the later movies. She ends up in some physical altercations with baddies, mm. and she does some things that again within the realm of possibility. But you see her using her, you know, being being really clever in the way she defeats often these like large men in fights, used by doing different techniques and stuff. Quite, James. Yeah. Jo- <laughs> Jason Bornish. Yeah, yeah. T- yeah, to to a degree. Again, very much the tone you would go for in an action version of these movies. Very
0: much. And I... for,
1: and for example, there's lo- like there's lots of little things that, f- that seem different, where that I think are just better in the Swedish version. Where like the scene, because it, it's almost the same, like scene for scene, basically mm. the two movies. And in the scene where her laptop gets broken in the Swedish version it's like a gang of youths on the train station and they start off just like making fun of her because of how she looks because mm. she's got her big mohawk hair and all her gear and so she's sort of like you know drawing attention to herself by dressing the way she feels comfortable and so it's that kind of you know sort of aggression and leading on to aggression and like once you've once she's been traumatized so she' that kind of leads to her dressing this alternative way that sort of brings her more bad attention and more trauma etc so mm-hmm. there's that in it so there's that there's that little added extra to the scene and they' so they're making fun of her and then they start fighting her and they like take a swig of beer and like spit it on her and she just like goes mental and she's screaming and kicking them and just like reefs the bag bad out of, back out of their arms and then it smashes against the wall and just like the and she ends up on the ground and so it's just a much more like brutally aggressive role and interaction yeah. and that's something we're never going to be able to do with Rooney Mara because she's a little fairy person <laughs> <laughs> you know and I think and there's lots to like about her portrayal as well there's nothing wrong per se with the way she's doing this mm. just when you've seen that other one which is more just has more scope to it she could hit a lot a lot, a lot more different a lot of different notes and was is able because Elizabeth says so little I think Noomi can could put more into without saying anything. Yeah, with much, just screaming instead. Much like Jason Bourne does. Um,
0: anyway. When he gets to the island after all of that and he um, is being explained, the mystery, I loved that scene of being shown the houses and who lives in each one as he writes yeah. them down in the storm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very Wes Anderson, where it's just yeah. that person lives there, shot of the house from very far away. That person lives there. Shot of the house from very far away. I loved that where's,
1: moment. Wes Anderson would have done quite a fast zoom on each one, though. He would have, yeah. Yeah.
0: And their name would have came up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Incursive.
0: The person would have been standing outside. Yeah, just like holding a pitchfork or <laughs> yeah. something.
1: Holding an item that signifies their character. Like, sure, like a telescope.
0: And there are little bits like mm. that. And towards the end, when you get to the house of the actual murderer and he leaves the door open a little bit and just the wind... Mm-hmm. Those little subtle things are so cool once the mystery actually starts and they're yeah. solving it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's like so much of what's good about this film is the just the ability of David Fincher to know what to show and not show and how to sort of mm-hmm. tell the story economically.
0: So um, the mystery itself, for those who haven't seen the film, is... Uh, Christopher Plummer brings Daniel Craig to his island that he basically owns. Yeah. It's this family's island in the north of Sweden, um, next to a town, so there is a town nearby. Uh, and forty years ago his granddaughter Harriet
1: was murdered. Went he, missing. He believes she was murdered because yeah. she disappeared one day and there's no way she could have left the island. Yeah. Because there was a big car accident up uh, out on the, on the bridge. On the bridge. And he like he's and come to
0: believe mystery. that it's clear one of his family members is the murderer. Daniel Craig is going to be hired to do a biography of of Christopher Plummer's character in order to interview each of the family members and yeah. hopefully get to the bottom of this murder.
1: That's the cover. Yeah. That's, that's the cover story. And it's great. Yeah. And none of the family members have ever, like... Do you want to ask me anything else about my life? You seem to just ask about that one day yeah. back in 1962. No, I think if I get I've that, got, I've got the I'd rest really, covered. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the one thing I'm missing is just more detail about this day.
0: Um, and it's made clear that a lot of the family don't talk to each other for specific reasons. Yeah. Some of them are Nazis, and that's just like straight out told. That's not something you find out later. It's just Christopher yeah. that just tells him, "Yeah, those guys, they're Nazis." Uh, so is that guy?
1: He was a Nazi but now isn't. He <laughs> was kind of a Nazi for a while, we're not really sure these days. Him, never a Nazi. Their so mum is still massive Nazi. Her mum. And that loves woman's it.
0: haircut, like the sister of the mate of Christopher Plummer's character, mm. her hair just straight up,
1: yep, yeah, you're definitely a it's Nazi. Definitely the hair of <laughs> of, a, of the Aryan nation. I think like
0: a bowl cut, but Instead of a bowl, they used a the dinner plate that's way wider than the actual head. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um a wok cut. Yeah, she's got a UFO attached it. to her yeah. head. Um, there's a bit too much in the film, as in there's like, there's Nazism, you know, rape, murder, violence, like journalism, hacking, <laughs> you know.
0: But it doesn't, it doesn't really show you any journalism. It just says that he is a journalist. Yeah. It also doesn't really show you any hacking. It just shows that she hacked.
1: Yeah, but that's meant to be her whole thing. It
0: doesn't show any Nazis. it just that they're Nazis. And like, the only thing it shows mm. is that they're investigating this murder. So, yeah. like, I, I think it's okay to just say that, oh, yeah, these people are those people. Mm. These people are those people.
1: It, it feels a bit like he's just sort of tried to cram everything into one <laughs> yeah. book, you know? Let's do let's do it all at once. I just love me a yeah. good murder mystery. So Daniel Craig does some of his initial sort of investigations. He meets the cat who lives at the oh. at the apartment. He names and, it Cat. Yeah. At one point he yells out Cat <laughs> to try and call the cat.
0: How did you get in here?
1: Yeah, I like the And it's clear
0: that someone's been in his house.
1: <gasps> I like him getting on well with the cat as a little foreshadowing of how he's going to be good at getting on well with Lisbeth. Yep. Because she's like got a very too. sort of feline aspect I to her of being withdrawn. I you do not and... like what
0: happens to the cat. Well, no. That immediately pissed me off, and I said the words out loud that I hate this film now.
1: Oh, okay. When there's cat violence. Yeah. Well.
0: So somebody kills the cat.
1: Yeah. As Daniel Craig continues to investigate, he starts getting signals that he probably shouldn't be doing this. He goes and talks to Donald Sumter, the return to the Daniel Craig filmography of Donald Sumter. Is he the only return? Yeah, I think so. I don't think Stalin's done something with him yet. There's no Stalin. Plummer will return in another murder mystery. And we're
0: very excited about it because we love murder mysteries.
1: Yeah. If you'd seen this, you could see how he could have been good for knives out. Like, if, Yeah. You know? Um,
0: Massively different murder mystery and a different to show murder mystery.
1: Yeah. Sumter brings up the Rebecca case of his colleague, and that's one of the ones that they figure out as one of the other murders um they has you goes and there's dinner at skarsgård's house who's and he's really friendly and his girlfriend is skarsgård's girlfriend is there as well um
0: so like it's it's
1: me this is also before the rape scene happens back in stop home (laughs) yeah then then all of that happens um Robin Wright comes up to visit Daniel and the Vangers are going to maybe buy Millennium Magazine. Not really sure what that does for us. Uh, And then Christopher Plummer has a heart attack and is in the hospital for ages. We don't really see him again until right at the end.
0: Yeah. So I think that's... It shows that Daniel Craig's one sort of like actual link into the family is now gone. So his his investigation is going to not involve visiting all the family because they're not going to want to talk to him at all anymore.
1: I think the thing I was missing in the way I saw this story play out was really feeling the sense of increasing... Danger to him, dread, yeah, and danger to the investigation. But even the,
0: when he gets shot at, it doesn't feel as though the danger is building.
1: Yeah, he loses Vanger, so he loses the one person who seems to like him, although Stellan sort of acts like he likes him. Mm. The cat gets mushed and left on the front step. Someone's shooting at him in the woods, but after each of those things, things seem to kind of come back to zero back at the cabin, yeah, and so. Like, like, I think him and Lisbeth need to have some conversations about should we leave, should we stay and things like that.
0: more hostility or at least show like a couple of interviews after the fact that's, that Heinrich is in hospital and have like massive hostility from the family straight away. So mm. there's like cl- closing dread and show maybe a bit more that they're stuck on the island a little bit and that all of these people yeah. who could possibly be a murderer mm. are around this island in locations
1: yeah yeah and i guess these are all those sort of like cliche scenes that it's that we're missing but you feel it when you miss them like he needs to be having a phone call with robin tell her what's going on she's like you've got to leave it's crazy what are you still doing there he's like no i have to stay for this reason i have to know the truth blah blah blah." yeah yeah find a better way of phrasing it
0: out on a night walk and just there's somebody just standing in the darkness next to their house Mm -hmm. and have like quiet moments of dread yeah where, which would also add more to your to the audience's suspect list yeah like why would that weird person be standing yeah. there at nighttime have they discovered yeah. what he's actually investigating like that mm. sort of thing to throw us yeah. off the chase a little bit I
1: think it needs to amp up the mystery the who of it yes. a bit more as well and it was tough because watching this I knew who the killer was but
0: the m- murder
1: I don't know. So you, so watching this when you didn't know what was going to happen, who you said you thought the the lawyer might be the killer. There were a lot was of there?
0: moments that allude towards like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, he's the only person we have really stop, spoken to him enough, and he seems very trustworthy. Whereas mm-hmm. Stellan sort of doesn't feel trustworthy. I'm like, okay, that's a mislead. Mm-hmm. It's definitely It's, it's going to yeah, be this bald guy Scarfner. who's yeah. very close to the mm-hmm. the older guy.
1: Was there anyone else you thought it could there was could potentially have been?
0: Could have been the cop for one scene when I when I saw that this, this was the cop. But also remember that he had a painting at the start. I'm like, why did he have one of those flower paintings?
1: Yeah, Donald Sumter's some someone who could go either way. So they could, yeah. and, and I think you just need, like, two other well, relatives. Two
0: sort of, like, middle-aged relatives to still be on the island. Yeah. To show sort of, like, dread build. Mm. To have them be weird towards Daniel mm. Craig
2: yeah
1: and i think in different
0: ways one of them like menacingly weird standing in shadows all the time mm-hmm. but one of them be friendly but say strange things every now and then yes yeah
1: yeah yeah and or one of them more friendly
0: to the point like i'd love to have loved to, like coming over to his place for coffee all the time but when he jumps tries to come to theirs mm-hmm. not allowed inside yeah that sort of thing and yeah we'll that... have an interview but we'll do it outside
1: yeah, and then you have the other one who's who never talks to anyone. Yes, and no one knows why. But then that turns out to be because he doesn't trust anyone because he knows something about the murders from the past. Exactly. And something so, like da, that. Da, da, da. Yes. Um,
0: but I'm sure the book. I, say, I think who part
1: this. of why it fell feels like sometimes lots happening but we're not getting anywhere is Christopher Plummer and Stellan Skarsgård kind of play the same role. In there. Of the f- of the friendly face of the family that wants to do everything they can to help the investigation, well, and I get it's different that Christopher Plummer is the one that has the connection to the victim, but when he has a heart attack and fades out of the story, Stellan kind of steps in to do basically the exact same thing.
0: I think the only time I think that's I think why Stellan steps in is because at that point is when Daniel Craig's character tells him what he's investigating, because mm. old old bald man he's is there to... again, and he's like, look, I found this out. There are other murders. Mm. There's something here I can't leave, but I can't tell him about it. And that's when Stellan knows what he's actually investigating. And that's when he becomes helpful towards the investigation. Yes. So before then... Presumably in
1: some obscure way to try and control the investigation.
0: Before then, it was just the dinner that he had, which was his regular interview with them for the yeah. biography in which he asked questions about Harriet.
1: I think we're, we're missing a scene bet- with Christopher Plummer and Stellan Skarsgård in it. Yes. I think if we got all them together at one point with an interaction, then when Christopher Plummer's not there anymore, then we'd feel all of the dynamics a little bit more all clearly. All of them
0: together with a scene where Christopher Plummer and Daniel Craig have been shown to know that he's investigating something else, but Stellan just thinks he's there to mm. write a biography, so it's a biography scene. But you, yeah. get, you know, the undertone of yeah, these guys are writing a biography. Yes, sure, but they're
1: also asking questions that allude towards Harriet. Mm. Yeah. And you have them question Stalin without him knowing what they're questioning him about, exactly. but seem really innocent as a result of those questions. Yeah, you know, so and that would put you off the scent a little bit more. Yeah,
0: when the I like the way they find out at the same time. So after after Christopher has his heart attack and goes to hospital, Stalin is the he steps up into the lead and gives them, gives Lisbeth and Daniel Craig access to the company's
1: records. Yeah. Well, so it's a heart attack. Daniel Craig goes to Lisbeth's apartment and they meet for the fucking first time. Oh, yeah. Gets fuck. her to come, I want you to help me catch a killer of women. Comes back. Um, then there's the big argument at the hospital with the other, with the, with the wok haircut and the Nazi lady. Mm-hmm. Then Lisbeth turns up. Then the cat is dead. Then DC gets shot at um all the blood cgi blood really yeah when he's in the bath with all that blood coming down him he had they did a makeup wound on his head but that's all put in in post he gets cut when the bullet hits the post next to him and he gets cut Hmm. that's all done in post yeah because when he
0: gets home there's no blood but but like a cut on the face like that would bleed a lot while you were running Hmm. home like a lot
1: yeah, maybe unless he like had pressure on it somehow now it's under the under the water. But yeah, there's lots of you know, David Fincher loves his his little um Subtle CGI. Subtle CGI. That's my there's, band name. Yeah, no. cool. The, <laughs> the social network has more special effects shots in it than the 2014 Godzilla.
0: Yeah, I think
1: we've we've talked about mm. that, yeah. There's little things in this like the one scene where Elizabeth's look they're both looking at the computer and there's a little uh split in her bangs like a little separation in the bangs put it in post (laughs) wasn't it
2: (laughs) why
1: at the end when she's doing the chase on the motorbike Mm. her uh, they spend ages CGIing her face onto the stunt driver well you would yeah yeah but you could have just worn her helmet could have and they would have saved 10 weeks of special effects (laughs) or they could have just had oh that's one of my rooney mara ride a motorbike and then speed it up in post
0: that's one of my things i loved was that she got there guns ready doesn't get to do anything cuz the car blows up
1: yes but in the swedish version she walks over to him he's in there you get to see her choose not to try and pull him out cuz she, she can see it's going to catch fire she chooses not to rescue him and just watches it catch fire whereas in this she's walking over to it and it blows up and you see that But she's walking
0: her. over there she's walking over to it to shoot him like she gets the gun, cocks it, goes ready to shoot him. Well, in but in then this one, up. I yeah. like that she, I like that the act in, of killing him mm. isn't gratification. She doesn't get that gratification. He just dies.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. In this one they wrote in the line, "Can I kill him?" Mm. Which is which is a so good line. once you've had once you've had that, May I kill him. Yeah. Once mm. you've had that, then I guess you know she's walking up to shoot him. In the other one, you think she might just be trying to get him to like to apprehend him. Mm. So then you see her. So she does kill him in that one, basically. But like just Batman by... kills
0: Ra's Al Ghul in Batman Begins. Yes, very much yeah. so. Um,
1: so Batman does kill y'all.
0: Y'all know this. Batman does kill. I think Batman should kill. Like Batman don't be, does kill. Don't be a bitch. Like the only movies that really say Batman don't kill are those ones.
1: Like Batman. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna do the thing you're trying to do, just start shooting people. Like don't don't try and dress it up. You are just. A well, vigilante. Don't start shooting
0: people, but throw them off buildings a lot. You are just a
1: vigilante <laughs> cop who can't take it no more. That is all you basically are. You're you're the world's greatest detective, though. Well, not in films yet, but I'm hoping we get that more in the Matt Reeves. Batson's yeah. going to be great. I'm hoping we get some detective work I'm in looking, that because looking in, for Pattinson. That has never been depicted on film, to my knowledge. <laughs> no, it's not Batman like as a Christian detective. Christian Bale
0: attempts it. In moments like those, eyes oh, investigating. Well, he something. just he
1: just Google stuff. He just, in, is, he just he yeah. just invents Super Google and just Googles <laughs> it. It's like can you just look at all the cameras ever? There he is, brilliant. Okay, I'm gonna get in the Batmobile and go shoot but some stuff. But there's that
0: moment where they have the abnormally large gun shoot into bricks and apparently build the same bullet that came out
1: because fingerprints. Yeah, that's not detective work. <laughs> that's just world's best gadgets. Yeah, but. I wanted it to be like this. I want lots of photos and, and post-its and but red strings. Digital. Digital
0: strings in the Batcave.
1: Yeah, hologram <gasps> strings. Batcave.
0: I'm so excited for a new Batcave.
1: A uh, CGI, a lot of the stuff on the walls in the cabin, they did a lot of that in posts because whenever they kept changing stuff in continuity or, or they didn't know that yet, so they kept taking things out and putting <laughs> things in in terms of what you can see in the background. Cool.
0: Um.
1: CGI blood. Lisbeth sets up the cameras. Yeah. They have sex. David Fincher's explanation of that is he kind of viewed it as, in this scene, Lisbeth is doing this to just try and, like, calm him down.
0: Yeah, see, I thought, okay, why is she doing this?
1: Because I love how much of a wuss Daniel Craig is about what's happened to <laughs> yeah. him. He's this, I, lo- I love him as this just sort of like city guy. He can't make a fire. Can't even make a yeah, fire like in the fire. Like, he's just like throwing bits of paper on it like a fucking idiot, and, <laughs> and he's then got he
0: like, gives up. Nice and like, he's also throwing paper to the side. Like he's got a pile of wood. Yeah, but he's building a little paper fire over to the right.
1: That actually <laughs> annoyed me because like no one's that stupid, <laughs> especially Surely not in
0: somewhere where it is cold yeah surely. You,
1: <laughs> I guess you just put the central heating on back home but guess. it's got his like designer knits and stuff the whole time he's always got he's always he's always triple layering this whole movie he's always shirt vest looking jacket good, but looking good that scene where he's where plumbers pointing out all the houses um it's partly a Daniel Craig decision of he's going to be underdressed like he's just got like his Stockholm jacket on, yeah, and so he's really you can see he's really cold in the scene because he's trying right. to hasn't prepared for where he's going. Um, and yes, you know, for someone who plays James Bond and the, all these action characters, it's a having, nice change. That's what makes me feel like this is just Daniel Craig. This is just a guy, <laughs> you know, um, who's just who's just trying to do the right thing. Backing up, if Elizabeth's trying to calm him down by having sex with him. In the Swedish version, which I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing me say by now, it it's played more as she's doing it more for herself. Yeah. And I get in. whereas in this, if she's doing it for him, it just sort of portrays a real kind of disconnection from the... From event. sex,
0: more like this is a friendship yeah, thing. Because
1: yeah, because I'm just doing this to calm down. And that means she's also not even connected with the fact that this is the first time I've done this since that rape that happened, you know? Whereas in the Swedish one, it's, it, she's sort of registering with her that that she's sort of try, she's sort of seeing how it makes her feel almost. Anyway, we've probably talked about the rape enough.
0: We have. I think so. I think
1: we have. Uh, then Stellan gives them all the records and that. Yeah. And they get to... I'm not even sure what they're looking at, to be honest, she's, with all the records. The way
0: that... The, that's her... I think it's... That's the last avenue that they can go to find how these murders meet up. to look at the records. So she goes to their records keeping warehouse because they're a huge company who has Mm. one of
1: those. And it's on several floors. I like that line of West Ellen saying, we should let them look at it. What have we got to hide? It's like after 120 years of business, probably a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is (laughs) That's a really good way to phrase it. Like, Um, look.
0: And I love that investigation. Everyone's done some shit. Of her just there with the office lady who hates this. Hmm. She's like, what the fuck? Yes. Frustrated. She was yeah. so cool.
1: I love a good frustrated records keeper yeah. in films.
0: Um so Lisbeth then finds out that all of the murders that she discovered took place that have taken place under the same sort of circumstance also seem to line up with a whole lot of locations where Venger Industries has had construction sites or activities going on is
1: that what i was trying to say that's
0: what that says i think i needed some lines there and that's where well she sees goose gottrig be at all of them but then one of them takes place
1: after gottrig died and she's like was it him there's just lots of lots of names and lots of panning and stuff and i feel like i got all this in the swedish one i i feel
0: i think we i think this film allows you to get it because simultaneously daniel craig is just looking at pictures at home trying to find out what this one guy looks like and he goes and visits that lady who has
1: he figures out he someone figures else out in the photo was taking, taking pictures, pictures at the time and he
0: visits her gets her angles because she still has it on the shitty polaroid i love that
1: little thing though do you still have them because yeah it was our honeymoon that's so yeah i think it's cool. little things like that that just do so much legwork and a it's plot. also
0: quite realistic too like mm. people take photos on the honeymoon. Yeah. Even these shitty Polaroids would be kept because they were taken on your honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, that photo shows nobody. Mm. It's just a shitty Polaroid that she took of the back of some girls' heads and.
1: Well, because you know, isn't it isn't it through those photos he figures out that Stalin was there? Yes, that's that's and what that and when he but it shows lied nobody about.
0: in her in for her. Like for the, for the chick who's on yeah, her home, right, yeah, <laughs> she's just taking a photo of the back, a couple of heads just nice and a to know gap in the parade.
1: What the crowd looked like <laughs> on our honeymoon. You know what I mean?
0: And through that, Daniel Craig figures out that yeah. Stellan Skarsgård was the one who made Harriet feel uncomfortable at the parade. Yes. And so he, that's how he discovers it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lisbeth discovers it through finding out that a murder took place after Stellan's mm. father died. So it's got to be Stalin, not just the father, because he would have also been in all these locations at the same time.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah, when I, I remember watching the watching the other one. I got confused because th- it was implying it was Martin. I was like, so he was murdering people in 1950 or something? And then no, no, it was the dad yeah. as well. It's
2: and hereditary. I think this
1: maybe maybe the Swedish one hits you more specific hits you with more specific it's times you're and dates. Subtitles. <laughs> well, no, I have the subtitles on. I always have the subtitles on. I think it hits you with more dates and stuff, so I had it all in my head more. Whereas, like here, there's all that stuff which you followed, yeah. and it's a long bit of the film. Well, and I'm in my notes, that, in my notes, I summarized it as they figure it all out because <laughs> I couldn't break down what had actually been determined. But that that could just I that could just be me. I'm sure Fincher knows. Also, what he's doing.
0: loved how good the scene the scenes were where he's figured it out on the island she's mm-hmm. wherever the records are being kept yet there are noises in this empty building happening while she's doing this mm-hmm. and when stellan finds daniel snooping around his house yeah he alludes to the fact that somebody's definitely going to be there and are going to attack her mm-hmm. at this warehouse so like oh, i like yep. the little noises where she looks over her shoulder every now and then mm-hmm. during her investigation that leads to nothing yeah, that, I enjoy mm. that level of sort of like creepiness that doesn't get resolved. Just she just takes atmosphere. off when she knows what it is. Mm. Doesn't clean up after herself. She just leaves.
1: Well, f- fuck, fuck that receptionist lady. Yeah.
0: She's going to leave this pile of stuff here in the morning. <laughs> uh, so they find out.
1: Why? And um, Daniel goes, to, he goes and visits the old anti-Semitic guy. Yes. Who he's been holding off from going, or didn't want to go we, and no, see. I
0: think... Maybe in the book he goes to knock on the door a couple of times and doesn't get answered. But this is the one guy who doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. But Daniel goes to see him
1: and he's perfectly friendly. He lets him in. Yeah. He's like, "Yes, I am a massive Nazi, but uh, what would you like to know?"
0: And he sees some photos of. That's how we find out that Stellan Skarsgård had the same uniform that um, one of the girls in the photo had.
1: Yeah, I think I'm just remembering now. In the Swedish version, the this guy is is more sort of. Crazy and Daniel Craig sort of like breaks in to his place. Oh, okay. And he like fires a gun at him in the house and then the Stellan character Martin like saves him from him. Oh
2: okay. And different.
1: Yeah, so it is a big creepy Nazi house mm. that he goes that he breaks into, gets information he needs, and then um gets attacked. This like old crazy guy attacks him yeah. and then Martin gets him out of there. and this one he breaks into Martin's house. This one, he knows it's by this point.
0: He makes he knows it's Martin. Still goes up to the house. Goes Martin. No one's home. Leaves the door open. You killing anyone, bud? For the entire you killing anyone today? For the entire five minute sequence of him sneaking around this house, it's he's leave that left that door open. It's just this in the background, and then he starts searching for that noise. For a little bit while he's snooping around this house silently, he's like, what door is open? What is happening? It's just...
1: In the background. So is he here and there looking for evidence?
0: I don't know. He's in there looking for Martin or looking... Or maybe worried about Martin. Because by this point, maybe he thinks it was Martin's dad. But I don't know. Because he's supposed to know it's Martin by this point. Because Martin's in both of those photos. Martin's the the brother of Harry. Like, he knows Martin did this.
1: And so does... uh, I mean, call, call the police at this point.
0: Yeah. I don't really know why he goes to the house.
1: What you could say is, can't call the police. There isn't enough here for a warrant. I have to go into his house to get hard evidence, and then they'll get a warrant to search his house. Yeah.
0: Martin gets home. Daniel tries...
1: Let's to... write a film, Isaac, in all seriousness.
0: We should probably do that. Okay. Martin gets home. Daniel tries to leave. I've got some ideas. I'll pitch them to you. Okay.
1: Um.
0: Martin, or Daniel tries to leave... Trips over in the garden outside, and Martin's all like, "Hey, you want to come inside?" I'm like, "Don't do that. You just lie down in a dark area, wait for a little while, and then." Go. This
1: scene is so funny when Daniel quick has to sort of stand up in the garden, like, "Hey, sir. hey, you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine." He just he knows yeah, for a he's walk. completely caught. <laughs> like, ah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just um, in 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 your garden. How are you though? How have you been?
0: <laughs> and this guy's house is on the top of a cliff.
1: This is some of my favorite Daniel Craig island. stuff. Where awkward, I love
0: awkward male. I love
1: like, awkward. Yeah, awkward Daniel Craig, where he's where he's just just gotta be awkward in a situation and like nothing dramatics happening.
0: Other actors do really like Jason Bateman, or mm. in a serious film, Jason Bateman would do this great. Or yep. like, um,
1: what's his what's
0: his Paul Paul Rudd doing comedic serious acting. Yeah. This would be part of that.
1: Yeah. Daniel Craig is someone who's... Very mm, capable of doing that. Yeah. Wanna- Jason Bateman and Paul Rudd, they, like, on the spectrum of face, their face is more towards comedy face, but Paul it's Rudd's just... a very
0: handsome man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People can... Comedy faces can be handsome faces. They can. They are more towards comedy face, but they have just enough... Jason Bateman has more drama... Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's like ten percent further than him. I feel like Daniel Craig's like another. He's like thirty percent back towards drama than those guys, <laughs> but he's still closer to comedy than say Brad Pitt. No,
0: Brad Pitt's very comedy face. Sometimes. Well, actually, I think it might it would depend on the character Brad Pitt's playing. I
1: like Burn after reading, but even that's quite cartoonish in yeah. a in a way that. Like Paul Rudd and Jason Bateman can be funny people without right without being people. cartoonish. Whereas Brad Pitt, I think, can only do comedy by making it very broad. Whereas Daniel Craig can he can do this sort of subtler, just awkward shifting leg to leg. Hey, how That's you great. doing? So, ooh. It's about this. Just like reach over, move something on the table a bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we should. So he comes inside, and they're having mad
0: chats for like thirty seconds before Stalin's like well, the other ones were easier, and he just grabs a gun out of the fucking drawer.
1: Like, yeah. okay, yep. Just takes it out of, out of his murder drawer. See, Daniel Craig could have been one of the uh, great guest star on The Office. Could have been. In the same way Idris Elba and people been, like yeah. that were. Whereas Brad, on the Brad, Brad Pitt could have done, but he'd just be playing Brad Pitt. He wouldn't be playing someone who could have been in that office. <laughs> yes. Whereas Daniel Craig couldn't tone himself down enough. No, I'm literally here and playing that style of comedy that's what i'm trying to say maybe that could be his next project an office (laughs) (laughs) spin-off
0: did you see they've there's a new walking dead spin-off on amazon prime it's called walking dead world beyond and it's set 10 years after the first year in which a group of teenagers set off on a whirlwind adventure across country
1: Ten years after the first one, that's when the Cohen one's set, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, oh, pretty much. Actually, no, it's probably only like five years in the in the show. But like it'll never watch
0: the first episode. It's so
1: bad. They finally announced it was ending, but they're doing three Rick Grimes movies and they're doing who knows what else. What? Yeah. Pretty sure he died in the show and they're somehow doing three Rick Grimes movies. 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 I don't know if they're gonna be in movie cinemas, because nothing is, but yeah. Just let it go, guys. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Do people and then still l- want I you? just saw a headline: Lauren Cohen, who's Maggie wants wants it to end with like a flash forward of forty years or something. No, let me guess. It's a big town, and things are okay, and everyone's got shitty old person makeup on.
0: Well, in this, in this one, it's set ten years after in omaha or somewhere else so somewhere we've just not seen in the u.s and they've been living on a university campus for the 10 years perfectly fine in a walled <laughs> campus and life is just living smooth and it's See, just weird as fuck and the dialogue is terrible
2: yeah of Season course one was it, so
1: good of course it's te- of course the dialogue is terrible the 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 problem is I know we're on a tangent,
0: but this Which is a good thing. Which could be tangent. another
1: name for this show. The I know we're on a tangent. That's no, a the, the problem is... <laughs> the problem is if, if people have been around for 10 years, that means they've got a system set up that's working very well and there's just not that much that's very interesting about that situation because it's now stable, you know? Yeah. I have an idea for... I was coming up with a movie the other day where it is something like that where not zombies but post apocalypse post like terrible pandemic or virus so just massive world population die off mm-hmm. and there's a community on top of like of on top of like quite a like a isolated mountain yes and have it be that the people up there have been self sufficient for like 10 15 years to the point where they've gotten a little bit lax mm. and you just have some and have like your character going down to their like um guard post and i thought they'd have have them have been able to get like digger equipment so they've just moved big boulders onto the road so you can only move like you can only drive like a scooter or a motorbike through at a time Mm -hmm. and then just have it be a really simple story where you know baddies come and up, up up the road and they slowly sort of attack the mountain but the people in charge of the community have been trying to sort of demilitarise the community and they don't want to They're trying respond to... <laughs> to the threat appropriately so it's just really sort of simple human story like that but in the context of this post-apocalypse I feel as though this new season has attempted
0: to do that this new show is attempting to do that like, so show human elements be the bad things but oh. the dialogue is so terrible and I yeah. from the first episode, because that's all that's released right now I'll probably end up watching a few just to see, but <laughs> I won't yeah.
1: recommend this to anybody You know, with the arc, going back to the classic segment line, Sam doesn't want to have in movies anymore. I'm pretty sure they do this in the Swedish version, but not in this, Mm. where someone asks to see a bunch of records, records guy takes them through, the records are revealed to be more records than they thought they would be, or harder to look at than they thought they would be to look at, and the person goes, yeah, knock yourself out, and leaves. That doesn't
0: happen in this film.
1: No. I'm pretty sure they say it in the Swedish version. I'm pretty okay. sure they say knock yourself out. <laughs> they admirable restraint here with their fun secretary lady. They do. She is Or their fun archivist, I End guess. A bitch. Don't say knock yourself out. And that was the that was one of the lines that made me laugh in The Girl in the Spiders Web. The baddie literally says, I've imagined this moment for so long. That's weird. You know how baddies say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but I thought that was fun. For this for this series of films, I don't know how that comes in. <laughs> like that's a weird thing for a character in this series of films to say.
1: Well, not well, after you've watched the second two movies and you realise everyone who's bad is somehow related to Lisbeth. It's not <laughs> a, it's not a surprise that in the fourth in the Girl in the Spiders Web the baddie is Lisbeth's sister we never knew she had. Whoa, that's crazy. Oh. So drab. Anyway. All right.
0: But they found out it's Stellan. Stellan sees Daniel try to leave his house and basically brings him in for a nice friendly drink, pulls a gun on him mm. and just leads him into this secret basement that Daniel couldn't get into while he was doing his snooping around the house. Yes. Turns out this is a
1: murder basement. Daniel just walks into the murder basement. No,
0: doesn't try to fight it at all. He's. I mean... Just he's got a gun to his back. He's get, a regular Joe. Yeah, like, Well, I guess uh, I but, guess I'm dead.
1: But come on, you're Daniel Craig, you know. You are I mean, Craig. look at Stellan. He's a he's an he's an older guy, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Stellan
0: does a really good job at this point to just be super relaxed. Like, yeah, I'm a murderer. Hmm. And when he says I had a chick in the cage over there, I'm like, is this entire that's house cold. soundproof? Because that's fucked up. Yeah. Like he had a girl in the cage while Daniel was here the other day. For hanging out.
1: It's a good detail. It's a good villain detail.
0: Also, it does not look like a comfortable cage.
1: Well, I don't think... I think that's kind of the point, man. Yeah. Um, he takes him down into the, into the murder lair and uh, gases him. I think in the Swedish one, just he's just put something in his drink. So Daniel has his whiskey and then just falls over. That would over. make more sense. It's a little bit more subtle. Yeah. But uh, I guess to they're them. kind of going with the Nazi theme. Just... <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well... Yeah, you but, but yeah. Yeah, because he would have had to just wait for ages for the gas to come out. Although actually, I think it's meant to be like carbon monoxide or something. Anyway, Daniel puts very little effort into getting out of what is clearly a murder situation. And then he's on a weird sort of Pulley system. He's got a neck brace on. I'm not sure. I don't know what the
0: neck brace was. I mean, it looks looks dramatic. It looks uncomfortable as fuck. It
1: looks murdery, but um, there's no need for that. (laughs) And Stalin sits down and goes, So you
0: want to interview me now? This is what you do. Like, you want to talk to to murderers? Uh, Ask me questions. I'm like, Straight up, you would ask as many questions as you want. Like, just keep going. Like, yeah. Yeah. What is going on?
1: I think, you know, Lisbeth needs to start, you know, I think. Again, wouldn't pay it off at all, but you could reveal that Lisbeth has put like cameras on him as well, like she had on her bag at the yeah. start. And that's how they get him in the end or something like that. You know? Or that like,
0: she's put cameras all around the island.
1: Yeah, like, I think Lisbeth's ability with previously technology. She's in
0: this guy's house as well. Yeah,
1: because she they make a big deal of her putting up all these cameras, but all she gets out of that is she comes back and she sees Stellan on them.
0: And, looking then, and then the goes window, to his house. And then
1: goes there. Yeah. But she is to sort of use those to solve the yeah. mystery somehow. She should
0: also be looking at that while she drives her motorbike home. After she knows it's Stellan, she yeah. should pull out that camera on her thing that immediately cool. while she's in transit, mm. see the, that Daniel's at Stellan's house and yeah. that Stellan is following him up there.
1: Yeah. So, when, yeah she, so, she's, so she figures out that it's probably Martin, races back to the cabin and. Yeah, and then she sees what's going on on her Sony Vio. The, oh. the return to the Daniel Craig filmography, <laughs> him continuing his long his long term collaboration with Sony Vio. Oh, d-
0: that was something I liked at the start appliances. of the film when he's at that little house party in the city. His phone rings, but thirty people check their phones, mm-hmm. put them away, and he answers his. Because every, everyone's got the same ringtone because they've got the same <laughs> phone. They've all got whatever Eric's. Because it's they've Sweden.
1: Got. Also, because it's kind. Of, I think people were still like phones were still pretty cool in these days. Yeah. Two thousand eleven is like oh, everyone has a phone. Before you know, it was like pre Black Mirror when phones were still fun and cool. And I like when she when she comes into the cabin. She says hey hey, which is a Swedish thing. Hey hey. Yeah, yeah, that's that just, is cool. That's
0: one of their things that they say. Well, I thought that was just a friendly thing that she said because I didn't know that was a Swedish thing.
1: Well, it is a friendly thing she says,
0: but I like that it's a Swedish thing. I think that I like that that's just a greeting, mm. and it shows that she's she's very comfortable with Daniel.
1: Yeah, it indicates. Yeah, it, it, it's it it indicates, kind of, it um, indicates
0: a friendship and a very very like yeah, it's close
1: kind of the nicest thing she ever says yeah. <laughs> in the film. Hey, hey. Like, oh, that's just such a nice normal thing to and say. And then she gets a golf club to your friend. Yeah, like I, I, them them being in a romantic relationship, I feel like you miss out on the, on like the beauty of the friendship, which, which they do still have, and they do yeah. have in the later Swedish films. But I would have much rather it not
0: become a romantic relationship in this film and it's yeah. just this awesome platonic friendship. Yeah, where they solve a mystery together
1: because they both bring so much to the or, mystery that the other one can't do, and it's a nice reversal where she's kind of the cold analytical one, and he's the one bringing the sort of emotion and human side to the investigation.
0: Have no relationship during film, but still have the same ending scene.
1: Yeah, Where well, you that's just cool, see that where
0: you see that she's developed a bit of a feeling, a bit of a closeness. Where he's still the friendship, and then mm. you have that dynamic for yeah. the next one.
1: Yeah, that would give that more emotion. Yeah. Instead, I mean, we'll get to it, but that ending just felt a bit too Swedish.
0: It felt weird because it sort of ended before that. I'm like, okay, cool then. And like, it yeah. ended with the whole, I'll see you soon.
1: And she drives off as friends. Yeah, well, he never says, I would now like to no longer have our exclusive sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just sort of drifts off and goes off with Robin Wright again.
0: But before that, when she drives away to then, when she pays him back... After that little thing, which we'll get to, oh. um, once she pays him back, she says, "I'll just, I'll see you soon," and just drives away. I'm like, okay, cause that's the end of their arc together. Mm. She's gonna go do her own thing. The, the fact that she comes back then and is in jealous, it, and is jealous for us as an audience. We're like, why would you? You just said goodbye. You said your
1: goodbyes. Mm. I don't know. Yes, yeah, so it's like emotionally they're sort of going back and forth a lot in that last half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> an instead hour. of it being. Oh yeah. When when Daniel Craig walks into this lair there is 40 minutes of film left.
0: Yeah. So think sh- about that.
1: So um Stellan's good here with his creepy sort of villain monologues.
0: The murder the murder mystery is culminated in that the, the original murders were performed by Stellan's dad mm. and Stellan's dad also sexually harassed Harriet. So the day that Harriet disappeared mm-hmm. um Was not long. Was well. Harriet killed her father by. Well, we we haven't found that out yet. This is how we find that out.
1: Well, no, because Stellan doesn't know what happened to Harriet.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: And Daniel Craig notices that Stellan like asks him what happened, and when he implies that Stellan killed her, he gets upset. Mm. And so this that is cool. So this whole thing they've solved they haven't solved Harriet at all. (laughs) They uncover a mass murderer, rapist, psychopath monster. And they're like, but seriously, what happened to Harriet, though, that whole time? Because that is still completely an open question. Um, He puts on (laughs) Enya. So Stellan presses play on Orinoco Flow by Enya.
0: Sail away, sail away.
1: (laughs) And that, Daniel Craig's idea. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. They were talking about what they wanted him to put on music for the murder. And um, Daniel Craig was like, "Hey, I've got it!" And he take, like took out his iPod. <laughs> it's probably it.
0: actually one of the spinny ones at this time too. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a
1: good bit of Daniel Craig information his brand for Brand
0: new yeah. iPod Touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: Daniel Craig
0: has an iPod. What do you got on there, Danny? I I, I reckon Daniel Craig still has an iPod Nano. It holds thirty Maybe. songs.
1: He he listen he uh he is described using his iPod when he's working out for James Bond in uh the Daniel Craig biography. Um he they mentioned like a s like a Swedish like death metal band he would listen to oh, sometimes. Cool. So yeah, he's into a bit of bitter bit of metal, bit of rock. Bit of heavy. And clearly a little bit of Enya now and then. Daniel Craig put Enya on his iPod <laughs> to the point where he could play it for David Fincher and then it ended up in the film. That's really cool. Ah. Uh, Maybe that should be the intro music to this show now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the outro of this episode. Because that means Daniel will listen and be immediately on board. It's like, hey, these guys get music. <laughs> and um, Lisbeth breaks in and the golf club to face is so satisfying. It is. And his cheek is like hanging off. The, the
0: tear it into is the flesh.
1: Fully yes. punctured cheek with golf club. I enjoy that that he just,
0: after that, she goes straight to Daniel to help him. And Stellan doesn't try to fight back. He just
1: leaves. Yep, he's not an idiot. He's (laughs) just like, okay. I'll come back and deal with this later. I'm just going to... I'm just going to run away. I am an old man. And I left my gun over there.
0: The parallel to... Then she, she asks Daniel after she unties him. She goes, may I kill him? Yeah. And chases off after Stellan. Um, the parallel between the car accident here and the car accident on the bridge, I like that that's just the location where it happens.
1: Yeah, it's cool that it's the bridge again.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the May I Kill Him line? I kind of like it. I don't think... Well, see, I think it, only, it would only need to be there if you show the rape scene earlier for her to hate... This kind of person that much that she yeah. would just kill this man
1: because otherwise you'd be like, "Shit, I didn't know killing people was really on the on the table." On the yeah. table. If, it's still a bit strange because, as far as we know, she hasn't killed anyone before. Yes, yeah. So, um, but but
0: I think because he's because he's had that horrific rape scene earlier, yeah. This is her. This guy mm. does that thing yeah. to many people.
1: Do you think she is asking permission from Blovkist? I think so. Or why and what and why why would she want permission from him? I don't know.
0: I don't know, but that's what she does.
1: Yeah, I think it's a line that come it come from them being in more of a romantic relationship, where she sort of she doesn't want if her killing this guy to damage. She sort of wants his sign off on it. Yeah, in terms of like know that he'll be okay well, I, with that it afterwards. That, that would come from a from a strong friendship.
0: Mm. Like I want to protect the way that you think about me. Yeah, I don't want you to judge me right now. Can I just go kill this guy? And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine."
1: It feels yeah, I I think because they've been such equals, it feels like it, it comes more from like a collegial relationship almost, where he's like in charge. He's been he's been the lead of the investigation yeah. that he brought her in on. And so that's almost like her respecting. I know this is kind of your thing. Will you be <laughs> upset if I fucking end him now? He's like, it, "No, that's okay." It's
0: a line that would make sense in the sequel whereas she goes now and kills this guy because he's a terrible person. Yeah. And Daniel is upset by like, this. dude,
1: you can't just keep killing people. He's yeah. about to go to jail. And then in the
0: sequel, she asks permission yeah. before she does anything like that. He's She's like, like yes, can of kill this one? He's like, fuck yeah. This guy's <laughs> worse than the last one.
1: Yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah. The, the
0: dynamic of friendship could be fucking amazing. The trilogy
1: of standalone Sherlock mysteries these two could have solved.
0: Hmm. Mysteries is the coolest.
1: I'd love to have a good mystery.
0: Yeah, we will. We'll find one. We'll find a mystery.
1: Okay. If anyone has any mysteries, if we can't find one, we'll tell make a us. mystery
0: for someone else to then find.
1: No, that's not as fun. Oh, okay. I wanna wonder what happened.
0: Yeah. Well you do something and I'll try and figure it out.
1: Okay, yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah. I'll And I'll do something and you try and figure that out. Let's try and yeah, let's
1: each murder someone and then we both have to figure out figure out which one the other one did. Um <laughs>
0: But what about what if mine happens in like a blackout of a rage and I don't know which one is mine?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how we then we investigate ourselves. We both <laughs> we both blackout. Uh, uh No, because let's not let's not cause any death. We're
0: not gonna do that. Yeah. We're gonna be Disc- hopefully responsible for solving death.
1: Disclaimer. Anyway. Or Well not solving death, that's a pretty big ask. Or horrific let's- <laughs> things
0: that may have happened. Mysteries.
1: Yeah, let, do you yeah, want to find Atlantis?
0: Know? Do you want to come with me to find Atlantis?
1: Let's yeah, let's scale this back. Let's do like geographical mysteries or like <laughs> f- like white collar crime. Let's solve financial mysteries. <laughs> okay, we can okay? Do that. sweet, sweet. You know, whew, okay. Um, and yeah, Elizabeth watches watches him burn to death, which you know, like I was like still great, but you know, I wanted him to go to prison forever and everyone to and, and feel the shame.
0: Yeah, that shame would be great. Yeah. Because he is the leader of a ma- of a like a, yeah a he's a public huge trigger. company.
1: Be awkward if he owned the Millennium magazine. To,
0: yeah, well, <laughs> which you bought earlier in the fucking movie. But yeah, there's no fallout from that, no, is there? To have him be arrested and then be revealed to be a 40 year long murderer.
1: Now, our magazine is owned by a Nazi murder cult, but I don't want that to be forefront in your in your mind.
0: But also the fact that she, she discovers. All these murders that relate to each other that his father committed, yet he's still continuing to murder. The overarching fear that there is a massive serial killer in Sweden right now. People are going missing all the time. Mm. Harriet's missing case would be linked to that if she just goes missing, and then during their investigation, they it, it's revealed that since then. 300 other women have gone missing because mm. that's like he's had 40 years to perfect his art and he had someone in the basement three days ago and she's yeah. gone it's not a long period of time that he keeps these people in his basement yeah so he's just killing willy-nilly all the time in yeah basement he loves the it mountain. he bloody loves it so he's he's had time to do a lot of things yeah there would be he's done a, lot a lot of things in lot his life. Of missing people Reported into. Do you Sweden. think
1: this would have been figured out before now?
0: I figure. I think there would have been another murderer. Like when Lisbeth is doing her investigations, finding these 10 or whatever it is that his father did, mm. she would also allude to the fact that there's also fucking 400 missing, missing women over the last 40 years, but there's no evidence they've just gone missing. Because that's okay. what Stellan does. He just. Drops their okay, so right? so
1: imply that there's a bunch of others, or they don't have any evidence for exactly. Or...
0: Imply that there are also more missing people, not just these ten that. They're I think
1: the getting. theme that, that 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 would bring to the fore more that is missing a little bit here is the idea that there's lots of terrible stuff that happens in Sweden, but the culture isn't that cognizant of. Yeah, you know, and and they allude to it a little bit in their conversation about uh, just another immigrant whore. Or whatever. So these these are women who have gone missing and it doesn't get investigated very much because they're lower status yeah. and the kind of cases the police doesn't put a lot of effort into. And that's how he's been able to get away with this sort of such a massive scale operation. And I think He is evil. He is he is evil Proper but evil. also an evil that's been produced by the environment he was in and the and, and the Nazism and everything and i think it's like it's a cool it's cool to try and put and like an overt sort of political and ethnic ideology like nazism on this spectrum where you don't get that without these forms of domestic violence and domestic abuse as well and how these things all all link link together but i th- i think i think that could have been hit harder in this film the way the way this is all connected make it clearer the cot, how how bad it's been for sweden that there were nazis even though they weren't in the war and that this is bad and then link that to this is doesn't just have an effect on society at large but also in individual families we end up with these cases of abuse and it also facilitates and justifies in the minds of particular individuals being a serial killer
0: yeah
1: yeah yep yeah cool so
0: they figured out their murder then they try to figure out what happened to Harriet.
1: Then they're like, oh yeah, the original thing we were doing. And Fuck. it
0: takes like three minutes to figure this out. He's like, maybe it's maybe she'll know because she's the only one. He's
1: like, we should just go and talk to her way more than we did last time. So
0: they go talk to this woman that he's already spoken to. They're and, and they bug her for phone and computer and they're just yeah. looking at it after they tell, him that Stella, tell her that Stellan's dead.
1: Yeah, I love how in this film we've just completely transcended any of the ethics or morality of hacking or monitoring people. Like, we do not care at this point.
0: So they use the fact that Stellan is dead to go tell her, knowing that if she knows Harriet's alive, she's mm. going to call Harriet straight away to tell her that she can come home. It's safe mm. now. But she doesn't do that. And Daniel's like, well, maybe there's only other only one other chance for that. And he goes, meets her and says, he calls her Harriet. Yeah. And she says that she is Harriet. And she...
1: Interesting, they don't depict any fallout from Stellan being discovered. Like, we... We don't see the police there, or, um, or anything. No,
0: we see we see the police and the firefighters at the crash site, but not the house. Yeah, we just are, um, are led to assume mm. that people are like told. it's
1: pretty crazy that Daniel Craig gets to tell her. Like I get, she's not on the phone to them every other day. Well, but
0: it's weird that the news is Sweden reporting isn't that, isn't the that leader big. Of this massive <laughs> yeah. conglomerate. Has been killed uh, at uh, least. Maybe, yeah, like, if they want to cover up the fact that he's a murderer, yeah, fine. But the fact that he's dead would be a thing,
1: yeah. Like, if they found Jeff Bezos's murder basement, you're gonna know about that. We are definitely oh, like, and he so- could definitely have one. Are you kidding? He could have a murder country.
0: I mean, he does enough terrible things by ho- ho- hoarding all of that money,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us some, like, Give- a, like, like. Like, is that is that too obvious of a thing to say? <laughs> give give people some of it.
0: Yeah, what's, what's he going to do with it? Uh, yeah. If Just you build give... a Mars colony, yeah, that's fine.
1: No, what? Well,
0: we're not going to be able to use that for a long time.
1: Really. Well, I mean, build a Mars colony if you want. You'll still have billions and billions of dollars <laughs> yeah. left. Build five Mars colonies and then solve world hunger. How about that? even do it in that order if you insist but do it (laughs) at all
0: put the Mars Mars money aside bruv and then whatever you got left you don't need it anymore
1: yeah just
0: solve a lot of things that are wrong Jeff
1: you're still still gonna die okay (laughs) I know you don't want to hear that but you're gonna live the same amount as everyone else and then you're just gonna be dead and it doesn't matter how would you? You'll like will be to spend just that as last, dead.
0: Last four years, as everyone else who's ever died. <laughs> How would you like to spend the last few years, as the most beloved person in the world for solving so many problems, or just, just like on your own, lonely in a big mansion? Yeah, yeah, not just, being able to play as many video games as you could.
1: Like, to, to wake up in the morning being Jeff Bezos and go to bed without giving a million dollars to a domestic violence shelter somewhere is to be a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Like, quite legitimately. Yeah. The whole day went by and you didn't do that? <laughs> you didn't give any money to any dog shelters anywhere? What did you do? How much did you sleep in? Jeff's a dick.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But
0: (sighs) I know. I know. (laughs)
2: It's (laughs) (laughs) fine. So Harriet is
0: the other chick that he spoke to earlier. And it turns out that 40 years ago. Well, Harriet is Harriet. Harriet is Harriet. Yeah. Turns out that 40 years ago, uh, her dad started... Sexually harassing her. Yeah.
1: So, Martin's, da- her
0: and Martin's dad. Her and Martin's dad was assaulting her. Yeah. And he got drunk one night and started bragging about all the women that he'd killed. And so, she ran away down to the lakeside, hit him over the head with a paddle and he drowned. Yes. And so, he's dead. And then she found out but that then... Martin was the same sort of person that her father was. Yeah. So, she was scared of Martin. Yeah. And decided to run away.
1: And... Witnessing violence in the home as a child is one of the biggest predictors of being a perpetrator of domestic or intimate partner violence later in life. So checks out.
0: Does uh, not as
1: any kind of excuse, just an epidemiological observation.
0: So she's then ran away in the bu- in the trunk of her cousin's car. That's how she got off the island. Mm. and has lived the last 20 years like, under the name of her cousin.
1: That was one of my problems with the whole thing. Like, yeah, she just got, she just waited 24 hours and got in someone's trunk and then left. Like, yeah, at the beginning when Plummer was like, there's absolutely no way anyone could have gotten off the island. I was like, I'm pretty sure there'd yeah. be some way. Like, no, there were no boats, and there was the car accident, and so she's definitely been murdered. Okay, maybe, <laughs> well, I mean, like, the that. first thing you would think of is leave in someone's trunk the next day. Like, there's a million ways you could have got off that Well, like, island. a week
0: later. It's a, not a small island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway. anyway. And she's become a... Imp- See, I ve- thought a, it was going to like,
0: the cast of Montyado, Amonte- Amonte- and she's, like, in a basement somewhere, buried up. Oh. If that was where the murder was going to happen. Maybe. Rich people. That's how it happens.
1: But, no, if... If Daniel Craig is investigating a murder, they're either not dead or the body is not them. <laughs> Those are the two options.
0: Or the body, it's not a murder. They're either not dead yeah. or the body they found died of natural causes.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, God, one day I just want to have an honest to God murder <laughs> where I find a body and i got to know who killed him. It would be so much easier. And she goes back and she sees Christopher Plum again. And that's a very sort of brief scene in my memory. I guess it's I nice. thought it was okay
0: because he comes back, Daniel Craig comes back first and says, look, it's over now. Thanks for my information about this other dude mm. and goes to leave and then she turns up because yeah. he's obviously met her and there's a little bit of tears and crying and then Daniel Craig solves the other dude and publishes his findings about the dude and the dude's run off and then we get 45 minutes of...
1: So then when the film is over, <laughs> there's a very long bit where Lisbeth does a very elaborate international money scheme. Where, where, she she, there,
0: where she steals... She steals... $2 billion from the dude who basically got Wernström. Daniel Craig
1: um, libeled. Yes, and they get more bad information about him.
0: Yeah, they get the bad information from Christopher Plummer. No, they the are, Christopher Plummer information does nothing to help, but she has already hacked this guy's system and got bad information from him so they publish it straight away and the dude runs off so lisbeth goes steals two billion from him comes yeah, he back. goes into
1: hiding she like puts on a blonde wig my problem with this was she's like acting like this like a completely different person she's completely in disguise yeah she's a spy now. everything we've seen about her would imply that would be completely outside of her ability to act convincingly like someone else? Well, if she
0: wanted to do that and fit into the world, she could do that and fit into the world.
1: Yeah, it just needed to be set up a little bit that yeah. one of our superhero skills is she can... She's a master She of can disguise. play act a little like bit.
0: Like Mole Flanders is a master yeah. of disguise.
1: Exactly, much like Mole Flanders is a master of disguise. Yeah, definitely like that. And tune into Patreon if you want to have any idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> you know, at some point early in the investigation, she has to do a little bit of acting to... To get some information, but that's a very like classic, like murder mystery investigation thing. And I kind of like that she's so sort of just, I guess, true to herself and single minded in the way she interacts with the world. That she does, she's kind of like house, but she yeah. doesn't compromise at all on <laughs> what she's like, and does not give a shit how people see her. And so that would, and just the kind of life she's lived, I don't think she would really be able to it's that's not the main problem with this the main problem is the film is over and it's just a little bit much that they solve the murder the mystery they came to solve they find another serial killer and he and he gets done and then they also get they also manage to destroy blomkiss villain from the beginning whilst also becoming billionaires
0: well she becomes a billionaire she just gives yeah. daniel craig the 50 grand that he loaned her and then she rides off into the night at this point, she's got two billion dollars. She says, "I'll see you around," and leaves.
1: I was and waiting, That is
0: the end of the film as well.
1: I was waiting for him to open the check and it would be more money than he gave her. I was waiting
0: for that too, but it
1: didn't. So Did I'm he like, just okay, get she, his fifty grand back? Because that's a bit selfish.
0: Because he doesn't need to know that she's the criminal now. I thought mm. this part would be a scene like once he realizes that. Okay, she's the money's gone. She's been gone for two weeks. Mm. She's taken the money. Yeah. She comes back, and he's. I wanted like a little line to say, did you have a nice time in whatever it is where obviously this took place Yeah. so that he knew and that she got to drive off on her own. Yeah. That could have been a great line. The fact that she just gives him the $50,000 and then leaves with a, I'll see you around. That's also a good ending. The fuck, the shit that happens with the jacket afterwards and her being jealous. I don't like that.
1: You don't need that. I don't want any of this money stuff in there. It's it's weirdly way more far-fetched than any of the rest of it and it takes so long to depict it in does. film time yeah. uh, the, the payoff is so little the problem any of them have been trying to overcome this whole time is not the fact that they don't have 2 billion dollars uh, that's not what I'm interested in I think the two And I also billion... don't really care about Werner Strom
0: No I think the I think l- allude to him at the start of the fir- at the start of the movie have them Solve the inf- solve the cr- uh, murders and the new serial killer in this one and then be given the information at the end of this movie. Getting that information then, that is what triggers your sequel. The sequel starts with her stealing $2 million, $2 billion uh, yeah. from this dude and then yeah. her doing that gets her in trouble by the dude's finances. Yeah. And that's your sequel is.
1: Mm. Well, that's a little bit in, the, I know in the se- in the sequel, the Swedish movie, she is, she's on the run in the later ones. Like yeah. she can't go back to her, but her previous don't life. depict her
0: stealing in this one. Depict mm. her stealing at the start of that yeah. one. And that's what sets off that But movie.
1: then the stealing gets in the way of you just having your next mystery to solve. Cause th- now the whole story is about them. Yeah, and but the their- stealing
0: could over, the stealing oh. could happen. And then he's been employed to solve another mystery and she's just there on the run from stealing and she's helping out. And then it's then it comes to light that she's being chased by other people as well.
1: She should definitely give him some money because the only thing Werner Strom did to him was take all his money. Yeah. He says he lost his life savings. She doesn't even give him his life savings back. No. At the end of the Swedish one, she's like at a lush hotel by a beach and then she's just like lying out on a sun lounger at the end of the movie. Nice. And then is basically, you know, extreme ways by Moby Plays or whatever, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, the film ends.
1: And then yeah, the film ends. She make she makes him a nice suit to wear, but then he goes off with Robin and then yeah. she's and then she's alone again.
0: It's good. It's like, good as a film without the Swedish one. Just without the need of the Swedish one. On its own. Yes,
1: leaving the Swedish thing aside. It is a good film.
0: Yes. The performances are are great. The mystery is great. They are cool. It does still bring together
1: cool characters with an interesting mystery. I don't know what... They make a big thing out of how they they just made... It's a five-act movie. Yeah. And that's the only way they could bring in everything they needed to bring in. I just think... Don't do that. Just make it a... by the bullet of cutting... There are clearly two acts you could remove. I just th- I think part of it would be the book, the massive book audience and the massive, particularly Swedish audience, fans especially of the original film, would go mental if you took all of that out. Yeah. But just but coming to it fresh, I think... Change
0: the name of everybody and the location that it takes place in and just have your three act film set
1: it in northern united put it in the yeah, northern, northern, united, northern states. united states so it's still snowy and everything yeah. same vibe
0: yeah and have the have the tagline at the start be inspired by
1: inspired by this
0: series of books yeah bam and then you can yeah we didn't make that it's not that movie it's just mm. a story inspired <laughs> by that movie because it's a good mystery
1: yeah just yeah take your just take the elizabeth mikhail relationship and the details of the mystery, and just do that in an hour 50. Yeah, that's the only way. So, maybe the last thing I will say that's one of the other differences I did not like is that in the Swedish version, the dragon tattoo is huge. Yeah, it was it's the sad. whole back. In this one, it was very small, and I was weird. This out, one, it, it just looks like you know, you're in Bali, but it's like also it's on
0: her shoulder, but she's also got a tattoo on her thigh, which is the ending of a dragon. And I'm like, okay, is it supposed to go from that shoulder all the way across and they just forgot?
1: No. Like, if you saw her and you saw that dragon tattoo, that would not cause you to describe her as the girl with the dragon tattoo. Numi's entire back is a dragon. If you saw that, you're like, you know, the girl with the dragon tattoo because that's her <laughs> entire body. Yeah. Anyway... It's not that important, but it's just a little. I was like, oh, that's just. That's like an um, it's American, you know? It's like an American version of just Instead of doing something really sort of bold and declarative. It's like, oh, it's do a little dragon tattoo up here. I'm fine.
0: I mean, it just, just CGI it, one it on the whole back. do everything else. Or have it really small in one little spot and no other tattoos. That's how you do it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a weird title anyway, because the title in itself is something designed for um, English audiences, because women who hate men sounds so heavy <laughs> no sorry other way around men, <laughs> men who, who hate, hate women. women yeah that um,
0: sounds fake but you want to rank it though yeah
1: um okay so as long time listeners of the podcast may be aware we do not score daniel craig's films and tv shows individually out of 10 or some basic shit like that why would you who would who would um, you know who, people, would? People who are basic? Other podcasts. Yeah, other. Yeah. other Probably other. smarter podcasts. Well, ones that want to put much less effort into it and not have to have a massive fucking discussion at the end of every episode. <laughs> so instead of that, we are creating an overall ranking of all Daniel Craig's films and television performances from best to worst. This is number 42 on our ranking. Jesus. We've watched a lot of things. Top half. Yeah, desktop. top half. This is in the top half? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll start us off in the top half. So we're, off, we're above The Invasion, The Golden Compass. We're above Defiance. Yes, we are above Defiance. We're above Elizabeth. Yep. We're above Fateless. Yep. Infamous. Yep. Yep. Cowboys and Aliens. Yep. Yeah. The Jacket. Yep. The Power of One. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because this isn't... This is quite sort of subtle and low-key Craig... But it's very rich, Craig. I think. I think
0: we get we get a lot of Craig being someone we've not seen Craig be.
1: Yeah, we get to see him just in a house. That little bit where the water bottle is falling off the fridge and he catches it. I love it. that. I th- I hope that that was not planned Pretty and he sure just did it. Sure, that's all real because all it's the... so
0: smooth and very mm. realistic.
1: All the cat interactions are completely like spontaneous. Natural. Obviously, yeah. I guess kind of, but they weren't <laughs> even like trying to get the cat to do anything. They just let whatever the cat did, the cat did. So, um, The Trench? Higher. Yeah. Some Voices? Higher. Yeah. Layer Cake? Yeah. Yeah. The Adventures of Tintin? Nah. No, I think Tintin's better. Yeah. Above that is Quantum of Solace. Why is Quantum of Solace higher than Tintin? Hey, you were there when we made that decision. Was I? Yes, Isaac, you've been here for the... Oh, I don't sneak in afterwards and change the ranking to my liking. Do you think The Adventures of Tintin's is better than Qua- Quantum of Solace? I do. Well, too late. You can't... You now can't change that till April 2021. <laughs> well, I think this is better. Uh, it's better than Quantum of Solace? Do you think so? I
0: don't... I don't know. Now, Quantum of Solace is actually pretty good.
1: I think on a as much as we fine. don't like it,
0: it's fine. I think put this under 1010. Under 1010? Yeah. Tintin's so good. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. So this is eighth. Nice. Wow. Okay. It's tough, though, you know, because if, if Daniel Craig was in the Swedish version, this would be like fourth for me. <laughs> way up there. Okay. I'm happy with that. Me too. Alright. And you're happy with our plan over the coming weeks? To so we'll get this all finished by sort of mid December. Get it done by Christmas. Okay. I reckon. So we'll do so next is Skyfall. Pretty exciting. What have we got coming up? We've got
0: Skyfall followed by Spectre.
1: Skyfall, then Spectre, so big couple of weeks. Yeah, then Logan Nice Wavy. to be able to take our time with that. We are so close. Logan then Logan Lucky, then Kings, then Knives Out, then we're fucking done in terms of theatrical releases. Cool. I will reveal them doing a little bit of I may have ordered some other DVDs. Not nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> if you wanna watch the episode of Heartbeat that Daniel Craig was in. Jesus. What are you? Here's here, okay, here's my argument. Here's my point, all right.
0: You reckon that there's also now we've got
1: time. There's also a vampire show called The Hunger that is in two episodes of.
0: Does he play a vampire? That was very
1: cheap? I don't know. Only one way to find out. Imagine if there's Vampire Craig and we didn't see it. Here's the problem. Okay. Here's my here's my justification. There's also there's a couple of other ones. Um We're now at the point where we've watched so much To not watch the rest. What we haven't watched is so little. (laughs) It now feels bad not to do it.
0: I understand completely where you're coming from.
1: I now... We kept kept trying to draw the line, but now we're at the point where I don't want to say I've watched 95% of what Daniel Craig has been in. (laughs) I want to have seen it all. (laughs) And in some of these movies, we really have seen it all, but I want to see as much of it as I can. Especially given, you know, everything that's happened now while like, well, there's no excuse. Yeah. We have to see this through to the end. It does make sense. There's some things I'm I'm missing still, but we've figured out how to see the episodes. That I really want to watch those episodes of Saturday Night Live that he hosted. So and I can find those actually. Okay, yeah. Well I think I can I can order them I can pay for those episodes on YouTube if I use my VPN. Okay. One option. Or well, I'm sure there's there's other ways as well. Okay. So what I think we'll so what I think we'll do so a lot of this stuff we'll be putting up on Patreon or these TV shows and stuff. I think we should do one Patreon episode which is ads and sketches. Okay. So we'll do the Saturday Night Live. There's other good sketches he's been in. He was on he did a sketch on the Colbert Show. There's a comic relief sketch he did with Catherine Tate, which is really good. And we'll watch some of the advertisements he's been in and things like you know when he was did the Olympics with the Queen. That's all quality Daniel Craig content that it would feel weird to exclude from this show altogether. I understand what you mean. So that will all be going up on... Patron. Patreon, on Patron before the year is out. And then we will be adrift again in the world. Do you have any ideas of who... If, you, if we were to do another filmography, who you would... Like, there's other formats we could do, but if we did filmography, apart from Rachel Wise, which is obviously the best and most logical choice... But. I think you're just biased because we
0: love Daniel Craig so much that you don't want to leave this zone. I like you would the like zone. the zone to be tangential, directly to Daniel I Craig. So
1: just like the filmography, there's good variety in there. Yeah, sweet. I don't and want to do a good another filmography. Amount of films. You want another filmography?
0: I at all. don't. I don't. I like Daniel Craig. I feel as though it would
1: taint this memory to do another one. We've well, got to find the right person. Anyone out there, you got any suggestions? Hit Let us, us up th- with a comment. Hit us up with a comment.
0: Imagine if the Patreon episodes that they can suggest are just like, I want you to do this. <laughs> okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, hey, if anyone wants to give us $7 a month on Patreon, you can suggest. So I, sh- I should say this now. Maybe I'll splice this in again. If you have any suggestions for what we should do after Daniel Craig, you can connect with us on Twitter. Uh, so... If you've been enjoying the podcast, you can connect with us on Twitter at ExceptionalPod or on Instagram at ExceptionalThieves or send us an email with a long-form justification of your suggestion at ExceptionalThieves at gmail.com and if you want to hear all these discussions of all these fantastic TV roles that Daniel Craig was in and who knows what else we will be putting up there once we get done with Daniel Craig you can head over to Patreon.com forward slash ExceptionalThieves and I think that's it. Anything else you want to add here? Not really, no. How do you How do you feel about because you know it's all it's all so different now with the delay. I wanted to see it. It was the light
0: at the end of our tunnel. I was very excited to see it. I'm glad for the layer of stress of having to do these so often yeah, has been elated a little bit, so we can have room to breathe.
1: Yeah. That's nice. Settle in. Do longer episodes. Do. It's good now because now we don't have to do two episodes a week. We can really sink in and just do one episode at a time and just no rush, you know. What? It's three, four hours. Who cares? Do it right. That's what I say. Especially with these Bond movies coming up. Especially with the Bond movies. No, no limit. Now the Force Awakens can get its own episode. We can really just chill though. about that. We've talked about and Star Wars enough. We can also go back and do some revisits like Love and Rage. We Is there stuff any we missed revisits. the first time? I think
0: having the ease of slowing down our need to do this will allow us to actually appreciate a film on its own without caring about the films we've watched previously too much. And therefore I think our judging system will become a lot a lot less breathless. Yeah, it will make more sense. Like, yeah, this one was good, but looking, but you'll just have to. I think, yeah, a judging
1: system will get a little bit easier, more valid, and more valid when we spread these out a little are bit more st- again. Are you still upset about some of your some of the rankings that don't make sense when you look back at them? When I
0: look back at them, yes. See, because I can look back at
1: them now. Yeah, because because you don't even you don't see this ranking until I tell you about it. I have the <laughs> document, so I'm familiar <laughs> yeah. with where things are on it. Yeah, you live in the dark. There are things that are higher on the ranking
0: system like that earthworm. I think should be so much lower when they're read out. I'm like, why is that there? And I think with time... I love this ranking. <laughs> it's such too. a
1: unique cultural document <laughs> in so the great. entire world. It's just know. nice to know you've done something no one else has done. I you like know?
0: that when it was released on Twitter. Oh, Contention within the, the ranks.
1: The Discord it inspired <laughs> is unparalleled in the Craig Hustador community. Uh, but that's okay. We are a fan. We are a fandom that that tolerates discussion and disagreement, because that's what Daniel would do. That's what Craig to doors are about. There's nothing we can't talk through with our brethren and sistren. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry if it got a bit weird a few times. And go check out the Millennium movies. There's technically five of them, and two of them are good and two of them are fine and no one of them is fine one of them is a Jason Statham movie so it's kind of funny and then one of them is just bad because it's just so slow that's the third one cool ah one more thing yay There's a scene where Daniel Craig and Lisbeth are on the bed looking at each other after it's all gone down. And Uh she says, I'm a ward of the state because I set my dad on fire. Yep. But it doesn't explain why she did that.
0: No, I I think that is is clear set up for a sequel. That never happened. But if, if, you, if you put that in knowing your sequel is not going to happen, you have to explain it in this film.
1: She sets her dad on fire because he was a horribly abusive guy and she was trying to save herself and her mother from their situation.
0: See, that would come in handy with Harriet's story.
1: Yeah, yeah. It really feeds into that. Without knowing that, she is... Ne- that. Like, If She's I had engaged in any kind of romantic situation with someone and then they told me, by the way, I set my dad on fire, I'm not giving you any context... I'd really pull back from that relationship just until I got some more information. But yeah. after that they, you know, hand up the shirt back of the shirt in the hotel, everything's still fine. So I don't I don't get that.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things like
1: that. I don't get that. It's so strange that David Fincher made all these choices when he makes such strong choices and so I'm, Let's do you want to go watch Zodiac?
0: I will watch Zodiac, but okay. it's not on a streaming service.
1: Okay. Well, let's go rent Zodiac and then watch it. And just so we can chill out for a second, <laughs> nothing more relaxing than watching depictions of real, mur- very accurate depictions of real life murders that happened.
0: With RDJ hanging out,
1: yeah, that's what that that that's how we relax because we're apex predators. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye.